Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 Hot politics. I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The Brain Trust Panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. Keep on moving out, keep on moving in back Because of the color of the skin Run, run, run but you so can't hide And I bought out a tooth for a tooth Vote for me and I'll set you free Rap on, brother, rap on Well, the only person talking about love my brother is the preacher Rising past the Beatles, new records of gas And the only safe place to 
destruction, tax deduction, ineffective bill collectors. All good, business man, population all ahead. too many bills, help it moving to the hills. People all over the world are shouting in the war. And the band played on. Let's continue where we left off, shall we? Here we are in the midst of a pandemic caused by a virus that was never isolated and thus never proven to exist. But for some reason, politics is almighty powerful compared to science. And so, insanity struck to the point where the world would never be the same again. It started with social distancing and face masks. Every news channel, every newspaper, every talk show, all they could write, talk and scream hysterically about was COVID-19. Road signs appeared, reiterating the importance of social distancing by keeping a distance of at least six feet or one and a half meters. One would be safe. If you ignored you could die. Or worse, you could kill somebody else. Hugging belonged to the past. Any form of physical closeness was potentially extremely dangerous. Repetition, repetition, repetition. 24-7. Combined with horror stories from Italy, we, the people, got scared. The first wave, not of a virus, but of fear hit the shores of just about every country in the world. And when fear takes over, rational thinking becomes difficult, if not impossible. Nobody told us that the Italians who died during that first so-called outbreak were of very old age. They had all been vaccinated early 2019 with an experimental flu shot a cocktail of four different types of influenza, among which H1N1, the swine flu. When they were hit with the autumn flu, their immune system was down. They didn't stand a chance. Then, the first official numbers were published. Mostly old people were dying of this monster virus. Children were perfectly safe, and adults were as good as safe. The elderly had a 5.5% chance of dying. Those who pointed out that a survival rate of 94.5% was pretty darn good for people who had already outlived the average life expectancy were scorned for being selfish, 
extremely irresponsible and racist. How dare they? The epidemiology modeling team at Imperial College London, led by the physicist Neil Ferguson, presented their official predictions. If nothing was done to stop this virus, 81% of the US population would be infected, of which 2.2 million would die. The UK would count 510,000 deaths. My, those predictions were absolutely horrifying. God only knows why Neil Ferguson and Imperial College London were asked for their opinion in the first place. They had a history of highly exaggerated numbers that were always way off. According to the American Institute for Economic Research, although Ferguson's team has a bad habit of falsely claiming credit for saving millions of lives premised upon these apocalyptic numbers, the truth is, they all amounted to wild exaggerations from a fundamentally flawed model. Why on earth did UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson listen to this disgrace of a scientist? Would you believe a man who predicted the following in the past? 2002, Ferguson predicted 150,000 people would probably die in the UK as a result of BSE in beef. Really? Well, no. In reality, only 177 people died. 2005, Ferguson predicted 150 million people would probably die as a result of the bird flu. In reality, only 282 people died worldwide. 2009, Ferguson predicted 65,000 people would probably die in the UK as a result of the swine flu. In reality, only 457 people died. Would you choose this man, of all scientists out there, to advise your government on how to handle COVID-19 in your country? When Ferguson was confronted with his fundamentally flawed model and his huge mistakes, he tried to blame the model, stating it was 13 years old and not really made for COVID-19, but for a flu epidemic in general. Then, when he was asked to share his model with the scientific world, he refused. Why? Because he knew perfectly well it was complete and utter bullshit. It took him six months to rewrite the model and present something that still didn't make any sense. When Ferguson was asked why the real UK numbers were so much lower than his predictions, his prompt answer was that this was because of his excellent recommendations. When confronted with a situation in Sweden that refused to lock down or implement any other severe COVID restrictions, yet had quite low COVID casualties, his answer was that no doubt the numbers could have been much lower if they had implemented his brilliant recommendations. On top of everything else, he ignored his own advice and upped the COVID restrictions by inviting his secret lover into his home. When this became common knowledge, he resigned from his position as a government advisor on stage. 
the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergencies. Wow, how noble and just. If it weren't for the fact that that too was just another lie. Until today, Ferguson is part of both SAGE and Advisory Committee SPY-M. He also is Acting Director of the Vaccine Impact Modeling Consortium based at Imperial College London and financed by Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation that actually owns Gavi and that granted Imperial College London millions of dollars. Long story short, once again we are witnessing utterly corrupted politics and bribed science working together to impose something on the people that the people hadn't asked for to begin with. Professor Lockdown and Boris Johnson rolled out a strategy to take the freedoms away from the British people under the pretense of protecting them against a killer virus that didn't exist. But that they kept to themselves. And so, in 2020, government policies were quickly adapted to Ferguson's hysteric and completely unrealistic warnings. New restrictions were laid out. We were no longer to visit our elderly parents and grandparents. No hugging, definitely no hugging, and preferably no visits in general. Children were told in school that they might kill their grandparents if they disobeyed. This insane and inhumane programming led to deep emotional and psychological trauma. Feelings of guilt overtook these children who were told they were basically murderers in waiting, unless, of course, they did as they were told by the government, completely overruling and ignoring their own feelings. When they screamed for their grandparents, they were told off about how selfish they were. Shame was added to their feelings of guilt. Some people stood in front of the care homes and sang songs for the abandoned elderly, but the police removed them. They were attracting attention to the site and the situation, and that was not desirable. The elderly were isolated from the rest of society and from their families. Many became depressed and lost their will to live. Many died as a result, not from COVID, but from loneliness. Families were torn apart. Feelings of guilt, shame, anger, and grief became common ground. Yet, the people complied. There was another reason why so many elderly died during the first wave in the spring of 2020. And this is where it gets really shocking. In March 2020, the British people were told to stay at home in order to protect the NHS and to save lives. The authorities just needed three weeks to flatten the curve. What happened in those three weeks? First of all, many hospitals were ordered to move elderly patients with respiratory problems to care homes, as many as possible which is rather strange when you think about it. I mean, people are not administered to a hospital for fun, right? But it happened. On March 19, a directive was sent out to the NHS saying 
all patients who did not require a hospital bed had to be discharged, as in right now. The NHS workers were obliged to follow the new directive. They had precisely one hour to get those patients out of bed and into their clothes, after which they had another two hours to take them from the hospital to their new home, in most cases, a care home. Did those patients have a voice in this at all? No, they did not. Their beds had to be empty for COVID-19 patients. Those poor sufferers of a virus that had not been proven and would never be proven to exist. This directive was most efficient, as you can see in this graph. Only 62% occupancy of hospital beds remained. 30% down compared to previous years. So, what happened to those patients who ended up in care homes? They were euthanized. Do we have evidence for such a brutal claim? Yes we do. But we must warn you, for this is truly as ugly as it possibly gets. You might even realize for the first time what happened to your parents or grandparents and why they suddenly died. You see, all of a sudden, in April 2020, there was a great increase in deaths in care homes. No less than 26,541 people died in April 2020 alone an increase of 17,850 on the five-year average. That's an awful lot of excess deaths in just one month. What happened? They were given midazolam. That's what happened. But you weren't told, were you? And neither were they. Midazolam is a very strong sedative, used, among other things, to relieve anxiety and fear. It is also used in lethal injections in the U.S., combined with two other drugs. The NHS workers were told to ease the suffering of the patients who were removed from their hospital beds and were now in their care home beds. Most of them had respiratory problems, so wouldn't it be nice to give them an intravenous cocktail of morphine and midazolam? Sounds sweet, doesn't it? Well, it wasn't. You see... Medazolam affects the central nervous system and thus a person's breathing. Medazolam is the last drug on earth these patients should have been given. It causes shallow, slowed, or temporarily stopped breathing that may lead to permanent brain injury or death. Furthermore, medazolam is dangerous for elderly patients in general, also for those who don't even have breathing problems. If given at all, it should be done at a very low dosage. This is what would have been safe according to a policy that was in place before the COVID-19 outbreak scam. A dosage for the elderly should not be greater than half a milligram, max one milligram. However, during the outbreak, 
this policy was changed into the following. A starting dose of two and a half milligrams and, if necessary, pump it up to five or even ten milligrams. Who on earth changed these policies? The same people who have those thousands of patients removed from hospitals to care homes. The same who advised administering midazolam in the first place. The same who knew damn well what the effects would be. The very same who ordered insane amounts of midazolam at the beginning of 2020. So much so, it had to be imported from France. That's right, a two-year supply of a killer drug was imported from France. It was all used up by October of that same year. Not as part of the anesthesia during surgery, as was the official explanation. There were no surgeries during these COVID months. They were postponed by the same criminals, guilty of genocide of 26,500 people who died in April 2020 alone in care homes. Those people choked to death. Medazolam side effect, significant depression of respiration, killed them. They suffocated. What was written on their death certificate? Cause of death, COVID-19. criminals behind this evil scheme? Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, Matt Hancock. GP and Member of Parliament, Dr. Luke Evans, and the Department of Health. Here they are, deliberating their medazolam stockpile to make sure they were ready for the kill. A good death needs three things. It needs equipment, it needs medication, and it needs um, the staff to administer it. So in terms of equipment, uh, a few quick questions. Do you have enough syringe drivers in the NHS to deliver medications to keep people comfortable when they're passing away? Yes, um, right now we do. And the second one is with that, that's to, the syringe driver deliver medication, particularly things like midazolam and morphine. Um, do you have any precautions put in place to make sure we have enough of those medications to be delivered? Yes, and we've got a big project to make sure that um, th those sorts of medications, as well as uh, the ITU medications that I spoke about earlier, that the supply chains, global supply chains for those medicines are, are clear. The so-called good death. Hancock and Evans talked about means euthanasia. What you just witnessed was part of a parliamentary committee meeting in which euthanizing the elderly in care homes by means of medazolam and morphine was openly dealt with. Did they act on their own accord? Of course not. The Department of Health, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, each and every puppet of the cabal presently seated in the British government were part of this grand euthanasia scheme of the elderly as part of the global sustainable development goals and thus the depopulation agenda. Shocking to see it in action, isn't it?
Yet another must they pushed down the throats of the NHS workers was to add a do not resuscitate notice on the files of the care home residents. If their hearts or lungs stopped working, that was it. No resuscitation, please, as that did not exactly fit the depopulation agenda. Just let them die, the useless eaters. Oh, and of course, nobody told the residents or their loved ones a thing. The three weeks the authorities needed to flatten the curve was invented to intentionally end the lives of 26,500 people. That's why the British people had to stay home. Not to protect the NHS or to save lives, but to let the cabal execute that evil euthanasia program. This didn't just happen in the UK. It happened in Australia, the US, and in many other countries. When Wayne Smith unraveled the medazzalum scandal after his father died in his care home, he exposed what he had found. He was subsequently found dead in his home in August 21. Rest in peace, Wayne Smith, and all medazzalum victims. You will be remembered. Back to our storyline of fake pandemics and corrupt politicians. Face masks were introduced. An insane measure, as any virologist could have told you. You see, a virus is so eeny-weeny-tiny, it goes straight through the fabric of any type of face mask. It's like trying to keep the mosquitoes out by putting up a wire netting fence. The cabal was laughing in our face. The CDC, NIH, the WHO, the Dutch RIVM, they all admitted on camera that face masks are not effective against viruses. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. Fauci later changed his opinion, now recommending people to wear two or even three masks on top of each other. When he was confronted with his earlier statements about face masks being useless, he stated that he had lied. Why? Because he was afraid there would be a shortage of surgical masks if everybody would stop buying them. In order to keep the doctors safe, he had lied to the people, which means that if he did believe the masks worked, he just didn't care that people died? As long as the doctors kept living? Hmm, interesting statement. But as it turned out, Fauci wasn't lying. At least, not that time. Should you wear a mask if you're healthy? No. That's right. You really said it. Should you wear a mask if you're healthy? No. 
het uh, instituut toont dat ongeveer 200.000 personen tenminste een week een mondkapje moeten dragen om misschien, zeg ik nog misschien daarbij, één geval van besmettelijk van besmetting te voorkomen, van overdracht te voorkomen. En dus een buitengewoon uh, klein effect uh, weten we momenteel. Omdat er um, uh, vanuit medisch oogpunt geen uh, bewezen effectiviteit is van mondkapjes, heeft het kabinet besloten dat er geen landelijke verplichting komt voor het dragen van niet-medische mondkapjes. Vanuit het Veiligheidsberaad kwam wel breed het verzoek om lokaal maatwerk gericht op gedragsbeïnvloeding, dus niet zozeer medisch gerelateerd, maar wel gericht op uh, gedragsbeïnvloeding, om dat instrumentarium toch eens stevig onder uh, de loep te nemen en ook te kijken waar zou je uh, mee kunnen uh, experimenteren. Waaronder dus ook bijvoorbeeld met uh, mondkapjes. Maar dan gaat het vooral over nieuwe methoden gericht op uh, gedragsbeïnvloeding en ook uh, te bemeten op het effect. There was no pandemic. It was all just a behavioral experiment. That's why policies changed time and again. Not because they made sense. Not because they were backed up by new scientific discoveries. But because they wanted to see how and to what extent they could manipulate people's behavior. for the people they so despise to change their behavior at the cabal's command? How could they use fear as their ultimate tool to steer the useless eaters by a mere snap of their fingers? Like gods playing with their creation. Like cats playing with mice before finishing them off with one final blow. Do you want to see how quickly and how ugly things escalated? Then follow me to part 20. It was all about influencing our behavior. In other words, it was, and still is, manipulation of the masses. They said it in our face, but for some reason, the people didn't hear it. Once fear is struck, ears are closed. We, the people, were forced to wear face masks, even though they all knew they offered no protection whatsoever. The elite cabal members and their puppets in high places pretend to wear masks, 
or they don't even bother at all. They are obviously above the law. We hope you realize that these cabal members and puppets know very well that what we've said in our previous part is true. The SARS-CoV-2 virus has not been proven to exist because it doesn't exist. It is a common flu that was and is exploited to the fullest through the fear-mongering mainstream media. Do you really think they would risk their lives? Royalty? Hollywood celebrities? Politicians? Think again. If there truly was a deadly virus out there, they would be the first to wear a mask, to wash their hands, to keep social distancing, and to self-quarantine. They are showing you it is all fake. In our home country, the royal family went on holiday in the midst of the pandemic after each and every Dutch citizen was urged to stay at home due to the ever-increasing risk of catching COVID and dying. While enjoying the delights of Greece, they forgot to wear masks. How clumsy. In a time when their citizens were fined and even thrown in jail for forgetting to wear theirs. Oh, and then there was the famous wedding of our Minister of Justice and Security, Ferdinand Grapperhaus. This man is extremely strict and righteous. He makes sure there's 24-7 surveillance for everybody, and those who break the COVID rules are punished in ways they'll never forget. He even said on camera how he felt about people partying in these dangerous COVID times. En ik kan me alleen maar één iets zeggen, als je nu deze omstandigheden uh, het huisfeest houdt, waar gewoon uh, iedereen dat kan raden dat het niet mogelijk is om die anderhalve meter aan te houden, dan ben je stel aasroos. Ik zeg het gewoon keihard, dan ben je echt een stel aasroos. Doe dat nou niet, dan ben je stel aasroos. Nou, this man got married and had a lovely party. In a time of obliged face masks, social distancing and a ban on partying in general. Our Minister of Justice and Security, that's right, the same man who allows the political pedo party and their nauseating manual to exist, the same man who, after much pressure from the citizens, set up a special committee to investigate satanic ritual child abuse in the Netherlands, a committee for which he appointed both the chair and the first member, with whom he concocted that their findings would first be shared with him before being presented to the House of Representatives, which means the committee is far from being independent. It is part of the Ministry of Justice, causing victims now not to come forward and testify as they identified some of their rapists and torturers as high government officials within that same ministry. The same man who now refuses to dissolve that committee and form a new one which is truly independent, that man, Ferdinand Grapperhaus broke all the COVID rules at his own wedding and gave the Dutch citizens the finger. When they got furious, he apologized, gave a symbolic donation to the Red Cross and paid a symbolic fine for one person, namely himself, instead of the entire gang. 
The man has obviously lost his mind. I mean, who on earth would hug his mother-in-law? Do realize that the Dutch Minister of Justice and Security now had a criminal record. In the Netherlands, you cannot have a job as a civil servant if you have a criminal record, unless you are the Minister of Justice. In that case, you just say sorry. Right after this inconvenient occurrence, Prime Minister Rutte sided with Klopperhaus. He defended him so he didn't have to resign. Klopperhaus took the immediate opportunity to state he wanted to see if a convicted COVID violation could be taken off a criminal record. In general, of course, not just for himself. Well, maybe they're smarter than we give them credit for. You see, Klopperhaus's wedding scandal turned out to be a decoy. A distraction away from something he didn't want in the limelight. On June 27, 2020, investigative journalist platform Argos released a shocking audio documentary about satanic ritual child abuse in the Netherlands, which created quite a storm. Both the Dutch people and the House of Representatives insisted upon an official investigation into this horrific topic. But our Minister of Justice and Security didn't want that. God only knows why. Knowing that a simple no would not find favor, he used his wedding as a decoy. He turned it into a scandal by ignoring the COVID rules. I mean, do you really think he didn't know he'd be in trouble once those photos were seen by the people? And oh my, they were published in each and every magazine and newspaper you can think of. Five days later, Rapperhaus quietly wrote a letter refusing to set up a committee to investigate satanic ritual child abuse. Instead of listening, as our Minister of Justice, for God's sake, to the horrific accounts of the victims who had stepped forward after hearing the Arcos documentary and realizing they were not alone, Rapperhaus denied them everything indirectly calling them insane liars. But nobody noticed because of the wedding scandal. It was only because of some persistent people that Grapperhaus formed the committee that is now under fire. When Gideon van Meijeren spoke up for the victims and asked Grapperhaus why he refused to form a new committee independent of the Ministry of Justice, Klapperhaus was furious when Vermeeren pointed out once again that some of the alleged offenders are working within his ministry. This was his response. Dit accepteer ik niet. Dat zeg ik tegen de hele kamer. Echt, ik accepteer het gewoon niet. Ik vind het schunnig. Please stay safe, Gideon. You are one of the very few who gives the people a voice. There are not many heroes out there, but you are definitely one of them.
That's the Netherlands these days, my friends, with our own version of the bold and the beautiful. This artistic wall cost the Dutch taxpayer 200,000 euros. A common joke in the Netherlands is, can somebody please throw a hit for a change? Back to our storyline. Like we said less than 10 minutes ago and in our previous episode, all of this was just a behavioral experiment. Phase one went just as they had expected. The majority of the population was now wearing a mask, like good, obedient citizens. We the people were told to only buy the non-medical masks, as the real ones were only for surgeons to use. On the packaging of the non-medical masks, one can read they offer no protection against COVID-19 viruses. But guess what? People obeyed. The majority of the people the Cabal so looked down upon complied with their ridiculous rules as part of their behavioral experiment, the new normal. This is a safe place, so you can take off your mask. But when you need to go to the toilet and you stand up to leave your seat, you are highly contagious and you are in mortal danger. So you must put it back on. In our home country, it was the NS, Dutch Railways, that started the mask mandate. People who disobeyed were violently thrown out of the train, either by the ticket inspectors or by the police. To be honest, we were not surprised, as it was the NS that deported the Jews to the death camps in World War II. DNS has always been more interested in profit than in ethics. What did surprise us was how easy it was to subjugate people to their will. Instead of massively boycotting Dutch railways and bringing them to their knees by destroying their profits, people complied. The rules became weirder and weirder. We now have to wear a mask at the beach, too. If all coronaviruses are spread via aerosols, meaning by exhaling, sneezing or coughing, wouldn't it all just disappear into thin air at the beach? But then again, who were we to question the capabilities of the doctors on TV or our government? Who had our best interest at heart, hmm? So, wear your damn mask at the beach. Those who disobeyed were arrested and dragged into a police van with violence if needed. After all, it was for your own health. We could have
have known that doctors on TV were paid by those who made massive profits from the COVID project. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, and all the other so-called philanthropists we exposed in our previous parts. Do you really think they would allow independent scientists to speak to the public? Of course not. The first thing they would say is, Look, a virus is way too tiny to be withheld by a mouse. They would show scientific evidence to prove it. That was not the idea. The idea was to see how easy it was to terrify and suppress the people, to take all their freedoms away one by one so they wouldn't notice it, and then finally to get rid of them once and for all. And... It worked. Fear kept them submissive and right where they belonged, bent and about to break under the oppression by the cabal. As time went by, the warning signs were extended to shopping centers, parks, even to ancient sites. Now it's not that we underestimate the importance of signs in general. Some things just need to be said, right? But, I mean, seriously? How old do they think we are, hmm? Five? Now, the strangest thing is that no efforts were made to collect and destroy the worn and thus contaminated masks. They were everywhere. Yet, the people went along as if it were the most natural thing in the world. They had been successfully brainwashed into believing that COVID-19 was highly contagious and dangerous, yet contaminated masks did not have to be handled as such. No questions were asked. Even when these videos went viral on social media, People clung to the full security of their mask, like a child clinging to its security blanket. Medical professionals stepped forward, warning people about the dangers of wearing masks all the time. They pointed out the chronic lack of oxygen that could cause fatigue, headaches, dizziness. I'm going to test oxygen level under a mask using an OSHA approved air quality monitor that tests for oxygen levels, hazardous gas levels, LEL, CO, NH3, H2S, stuff like that. This monitor is bump tested every day. Uh, it's calibrated every 30 days. OSHA requires 19.5% oxygen to work in a space. Look it up. Uh, normal oxygen levels is anywhere from 20 to 21, right in that area. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little test here. I'm gonna put the sampling tube at the corner of my mouth and I'm not exerted, I'm just standing here. So we're gonna put it right here. That's going straight to the air quality monitor. 20.5.
you can hear the alarm going off. That means that there is a hazardous atmosphere. And we'll see what the uh, levels are. If you're wondering about headaches and stuff like that, there's why, because you're not getting enough oxygen. Lung specialist spoke up, warning us about the whole new... Lung specialist spoke up, warning us about the whole new type of lung disease they predicted would arise due to the inhalation of fibers in the mask. Please realize that face masks contain polymers, as in plastic, awful to inhale all day, and even worse for the environment. Or they contain PTFE, a carcinogen, made from synthetic fluoride and linked to a variety of health issues, including cancer. The delusional madness of forcing children to wear face masks blatantly ignores expert warnings. The child needs the brain to learn and the brain needs oxygen to function. We don't need a clinical study for that. This is simple, indisputable physiology. This well-known German neurologist and neurophysiologist, Dr. Marguerite Gries Brison, warns of a tsunami of dementia years down the road because of oxygen deprivation from wearing masks today. Are you willing to risk your brain to scientifically unfounded, politically motivated mandates? The reinhalation of our exhaled air will without a doubt create oxygen deficiency and a flooding of carbon dioxide. We know that the human brain is very sensitive to oxygen deprivation. There are nerve cells, for example, in the hippocampus that can't be longer than three minutes without oxygen. They cannot survive. The acute warning symptoms are headaches, drowsiness, dizziness, issues in concentration, slowing down of reaction time, reactions of the cognitive system. However, when you have chronic oxygen deprivation, all of those symptoms disappear because you get used to it. But 
your efficiency will remain impaired and the undersupply of oxygen in your brain continues to progress. Pediatricians stepped forward. They were convinced that babies and infants wearing masks would have retarded development in life due to a chronic lack of oxygen. They all warned us, face masks could severely affect your ability to think clearly. It turned out they were right. Some police officers, too, were unable to think clearly. Even though medical exemptions from wearing a mask were allowed by the government, quite a few of them couldn't remember that, probably due to the lack of oxygen in their brains. Choking, you're choking her. As a man on a guy, as a man on a girl, as a man on a girl, and you choke her. For what? For a mask? For what? For not having a mask? Look how pathetic you are. She doesn't have a mask. Are you serious? Are you serious? Just for not. Cabal had us right where they wanted us, unable to think straight, paralyzed by fear, just about ready to sell our souls for a redeeming solution to this great pandemic. We washed our hands a dozen times a day, using hand sanitizer, of course, just like our leaders told us to. It didn't matter that our skin started blistering. 
It didn't matter that the hand sanitizer killed good germs too, the ones we need for a strong immune system. It didn't matter that those same hand sanitizers contain toxic methanol that if absorbed by the skin in certain amounts can lead to methanol poisoning with a variety of symptoms, ranging from headaches, nausea and dizziness, to vision problems, loss of consciousness, even death. It all didn't seem to matter as fear had taken over and leaders with solutions, no matter how insane, now had the faith of the people. The COVID rules and regulations made them feel safe. However, to the great dismay of the cabal, more and more people stepped forward, uttering criticism about the COVID policies. Some of them had put face masks under a microscope and found the disturbing presence of things that should not have been there. What we are looking at here are called Morgellons. Morgellons are tiny fibers that cause something called Morgellons disease. Patients describe the feeling of something alive crawling and biting underneath their skin, like tiny insects. They often have nasty wounds that just won't heal. Some endure terrible itches. Many feel chronically exhausted and suffer from memory loss and confusion. Their muscles ache, they have spasms, their liver is enlarged, their bone structure degenerates. Tiny fibers of different colors and black specks come crawling out of their skin. Doctors have absolutely no idea what they are and how they enter the body or how to get rid of them. For a long time, the CDC's humble yet condescending opinion was that it was just a delusional parasitosis, meaning a parasite that only exists in one's imagination. But after a lot of incoming reports, the CDC decided to change the name from delusional parasitosis to an unexplained skin condition known as Morgellon. According to Dr. Hildegard Stanninger, who studied them for years, Morgellons are not parasites. They are 100% man-made through nanotechnology. Now the creepy thing is, they can be found in places where you don't expect them, in chemtrail samples, meaning they are straight down on us, in face masks, nose swabs, and vaccines. You don't believe us? Let us show you the evidence, which, by the way, is very easy to find. All you have to do is a little experiment. Let's start with a mask, shall we? Place the mask over a bowl of hot water, which resembles the effect of your exhalation, hot and moisture. Now put the mask under a microscope, and behold, more gallons in your face mask. Man-made nanobot technology fibers that behave like parasites, that are activated when you breathe into your mask because of your body heat. 
and that reactive magnets. They do not burn when exposed to extreme heat. What's more, they move towards little pieces of food left behind in your mouth. What the f*** are they doing in your face mask? Do you realize that you actually inhale these things? Do we even know what they do once they are inside your lungs? The Dutch RIVM wrote about this enigma on its website. Yes, indeed there are nanoparticles in face masks and we don't have a clue as to whether or not this has any negative effects on people. My, don't you just love their honesty? One would expect the people to wake up by now, right? We remember turning the TV on to see footage of millions of Dutch people burning their masks and celebrating their reclaimed unlimited access to oxygen. Now that even the RIVM had admitted something fishy was going on with those masks. But no, to our astonishment, we saw the same droning repetition of fear-mongering emphasis on the importance of face masks and social distancing. Fear it struck. Insanity was the result. That it was all just a behavioral experiment was made excessively clear by fun little experiments such as these. What started off as a virus had turned into an IQ test. A societal rupture started to become visible. One group believed the official narrative. The other group did not, or was at least having some serious doubts. This rupture was only the beginning of this sad alienation between people not just within societies, but also within families and among friends. The believers could no longer identify with the disbelievers and vice versa. The divide and conquer strategy of the cabal was once again victorious. Was it enough to take away our identity, like they did in the old days with the slaves? Or did they have more in store for us? Let's find out in part 21. Short recap, we're dealing with mass hysteria about an alleged killer virus that was never isolated by scientists and has never proven to exist. Period. Yet, brought to you and lied to you by bright scientists who sold their soul to make you believe that you and your loved ones are in mortal danger. Face masks and hand sanitizers, made obligatory by corrupt governments, have turned out to be toxic and carcinogenic. Not enough oxygen, too much carbon dioxide, skin diseases, lung diseases, retarded development in infants. 
We were warned by all the unbribed professionals. But the people didn't hear it due to the everlasting fear-mongering repetition of the mainstream media. The notorious nose swab was introduced. Not an ordinary cotton swab, but a genuine professional nylon fiber swab that have been sterilized with ethylene oxide, which is toxic and carcinogenic, that contain more gallons, the same nanoparticles we found in face masks, that leave sharp fibers behind deep inside your nasal cavity, that contain the notorious DARPA hydrogel, that contain nanobots called ferrogrippers, that in all probability contain the vaccine, that may damage either your facial nerve or your olfactory nerve, or both. And if your blood-brain barrier is damaged in the process, a tissue that protects your brain against anything that is not supposed to enter it, you are officially buggered. Your limbic system will bear the detrimental consequences, which may shorten your life expectancy considerably. That's a lot to take in, isn't it? We fully understand if you don't believe us at this point, but let's take a closer look at the evidence, shall we? Number one. No swabs are sterilized with ethylene oxide, a toxic carcinogenic gas. Now, according to the officials who are pushing the nose swabs down our noses, it's completely safe and nothing to worry about. Well, they're lying. Again. Nose swabs contain 50 times the maximum allowed amount of ethylene oxide. 50 times! Why? Is that really necessary for something that children now have to sniff each and every day before being allowed to go to school in some countries? Number two, nose swabs contain more gallons. Remember them from part 20? Those nanobot creepy crawlies in face masks that people inhale all day long? Well, I guess it wasn't enough to add them to just the masks, for they are in your nose swabs as well. Easy to test for yourself. They become active at body temperature, so hold the nose swab over a bowl of hot water and just wait. Use a magnifying glass or a microscope to see the filthy little critters that you push up your nose every time you do a nose swab. If you're lucky, they'll remain in your nasal cavity. If not, they will enter your brain. More about which in a bit. Number three. Nose swabs leave sharp fibers behind. Once again, ever so easy to test for yourself. Here's a nose swab and here's a piece of meat representing the inside of your head. Roll the swab according to protocol across the meat and voila! You can see some of the sharp fibers break off. They are left behind inside your head. Now, maybe you're not alarmed by this, but most of the medical doctors who saw this are. The fibers in these swaps were designed to break off. They're hollow, you see. That's why no ordinary cotton swaps were ever used. The hollow fibers contain something called DARPA hydrogel, number four. DARPA hydrogel is in the hollow fibers of the nose swab. 
Why is this worrying? Well, first of all, nothing benign has ever come out of DARPA, nor the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation that in this particular case worked together with biotech company Profusa. Profusa makes tissue-integrating biosensors for continuous monitoring of body chemistries. We're talking tiny biosensors made of a porous smart gel. Biosensors that communicate your medical information via fluorescent light signals to an optical reader, which subsequently can be read using an app on your smartphone. Your medical data can and will be shared with healthcare providers and public health analysts. Securely, of course. What a marvelous piece of technology. We absolutely love and support scientific progress. We really do. I mean, you can use this to monitor diseases such as diabetes or chronic lung diseases. But can somebody please explain to us why this is in your nose swab and why we were not told about this? Number five, nose swabs contain nanobots called serogrippers invented by John Hopkins researchers in 2020. This is what a serogripper looks like. A star-shaped micro device made from metal. It's a shapeshifter, meaning it changes shape from this to this, as soon as it reaches body temperature. The six sharp micro tips then latch onto your intestinal mucosa like the teeth of a hookworm that actually stood model for this invention and any medicine or vaccine encapsulated at the center will be released gradually into your body over a period of 24 hours. Serogrippers are no bigger than a dust speck. They can be administered to you thousands at a time. Here they are next to a hypodermic needle. And this is what they look like on a cotton swab. Interesting choice of photo on their website, don't you think? For decades, farmers have been using nose swabs to vaccinate their cattle. It's fairly common and not state-of-the-art at all. The nose swab is dipped into the vaccine and up it goes into the nose. Number six, nose swabs may damage your facial nerve or your olfactory nerve, or both. There's only a very small angle that is safe to perform a nose swab. If the healthcare worker or you, when you do the test yourself, miss that safe angle, you run the risk of having some very important cranial nerve damage. Nerves that enable you to smell and taste. Nerves that keep your facial expressions the way you want them to be. Nerves that protect your brain against foreign invaders, such as bacteria and viruses. Number seven, when a nose swab is performed incorrectly, your blood-brain barrier may be punctured. If this is the case, all kinds of pathogens may enter your brain and leave a trail of destruction. If your limbic system is damaged as a result, you will get symptoms like chronic fatigue, disturbed sleeping patterns, disturbed alertness, altered emotions, memory problems, loss of control of movements and of body temperature. Combined with the result of damaged facial and olfactory nerves with symptoms such as the loss of smell and the loss of taste, 
COVID-19 will be named as the culprit of all your symptoms. The symptoms you got right after having a nose swab. Any correlation will be dismissed by doctors and by fact-checkers. It was all just a coincidence. It will take some time before all the nasal swabs gone horribly wrong will come to the surface. As we speak, more and more people are stepping forward with their horrid stories about broken off swabs that remained inside the nasal cavity. Or that were found stuck in a lung. About the most horrendous headaches ever since the swab. Hey, y'all, what's going on, man? It's hot damn politics. I'm going to let this keep going just a little because this thing is so good. So I'm going to let it keep going just a tad bit longer. About people with cerebrospinal fluid leaks. Brain bleed. About children with nosebleeds and eye bleeds. Thousands of medical doctors have stepped forward, calling out to stop this insanity. If a virus is so contagious, do you really think it can only be found hidden deep inside your head? If there's only a narrow, safe angle, must we really expose our children to this dangerous belief based on nothing but fear? Do you really believe that these were done safely, bearing in mind that narrow, safe angle? If our government and health institutes keep telling us to trust the science, then what science exactly are they talking about? Why didn't they inform us about the nanobot technology in the swabs? Or about the possibility of being vaccinated by means of a swab? Why didn't they point out the dangers of being severely injured, or worse, due to an ill-performed swab? What 
science exactly are they referring to? Oh, wait. Let me guess. They must be talking about the science of the PCR test, right? After all, after your nose has been swabbed, its content is sent off to be tested by the famous PCR. The inventor of the PCR was biochemist and Nobel Prize winner, Dr. Gary Mullis. He developed the PCR in 1983 to amplify DNA sequences. That's it. The PCR was never meant to be used for diagnostic purposes. In other words, you cannot use the PCR to diagnose a disease. You cannot use it to diagnose COVID-19. Every virologist knows this. Mullet has stepped forward on previous occasions when his invention had been abused. PCR does not detect an existing infection. It only measures whether sequences of a virus are present in the body. These sequences could just as easily come from a viral infection that has already been overcome, or from contamination that doesn't even lead to infection at all. And with PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. It's just a process that's used to make a whole lot of something out of something. It doesn't tell you that you're sick, and it doesn't tell you that the thing you ended up with really was going to hurt you or anything like that. It gets worse. The outcome of the PCR fully depends on the number of cycles the test runs. The more cycles, the higher the chance you'll find whatever you want to find. After all, with each cycle, you amplify DNA sequences. In other words, if you run 40 cycles, you will find just about everything from cancer to HIV to COVID-19. But that doesn't mean you actually have an active pathogen that makes you ill or dangerous to others. We all have cancer cells, but we don't all have cancer. Let, let me read to y'all what he, um, the creator of the PCR said, Dr. Kerry Mullis. She said, anyone can test positive for particularly anything with a PCR test if you run it long enough. With PCR, if you do it well, you can find anything in any body. It doesn't tell you that you're sick. The insane amount of false positives? That's what happens when you abuse the PCR. And guess what? The authorities knew this all along. The WHO confirmed it on December 14, 2020. Did you even notice? 
the only way you could tell if it's transmissible, if you can show that there really is live replication virus in you, and the tests don't measure that. I think if somebody does come in with 37, 38, even 36, you got to say, you know, it's just, it's just dead nucleotides, period. Now, please realize that there's nothing else to say, really. We're looking at the biggest global scam ever. SARS-CoV-2 was never proven to exist. You know what was proven? The uselessness of disinfecting your hands a thousand times a day. The dangers of disinfecting your hands a thousand times a day. The uselessness of wearing face masks. The dangers of wearing face masks. The uselessness of nose swabs. The dangers of nose swabs. The fraudulent use of the PCR, which, by the way, was the gold standard of the entire COVID scam. Do you realize what that means? If you dismiss the credibility of the PCR numbers, which has finally and rightfully occurred, you are left with nothing. No gold standard, no reliable statistics, nothing. Nothing but lies, deliberate lies. And you know what was put on top of those lies? More lies. Even if you're asymptomatic, meaning you don't have any symptoms, you are still a danger to others. Complete and utter bollocks. And they knew it. It still appears to be rare that an asymptomatic individual actually transmits onward. Have you taken a test? Are you going to no. take a test? No. Well, I, I'm not taking a test for some reason. I have no symptoms. Only do it have, but not everybody in the United States should take a test. I mean, I have no symptoms. There's no reason for me to take it. In all the history of respiratory-born viruses of any type, asymptomatic transmission has never been the driver of outbreaks. The driver of outbreaks is always a symptomatic person. Even if there's a rare asymptomatic person that might transmit, an epidemic is not driven by asymptomatic carriers. You know what was put on top of those lies? Scandals. March 2020. Test kits in the UK have been contaminated with a COVID-19 virus. Excuse me? How on earth did that happen? Was this ever investigated? Was anybody held accountable? Of course not. Nobody seemed to care. You know what was put on top of that scandal? Yet another scandal. Bill Gates sold your DNA data to China. Not just yours, but everybody's. Every swab containing DNA was sold to China, as proven and revealed in 2021. Was Gates held accountable? Of course not. You know what was put on top of that scandal? Deceit. In order to scare the people into a frenzy, crisis actors and even dolls were used.
Und wir haben bestimmte Aufgaben bekommen. Das ist meine. Informieren Sie einen Mitarbeiter darüber, dass Sie das Gefühl haben, schlechter Luft zu bekommen. Das ist meine Bettnummer. Und ich kriege für das Ganze hier Geld. Just when you think you've seen it all. You know what was put on top of the deceit? Yet another scandal called bribery and corruption. Ever heard of Belarus? You will now. The president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko, refused to participate in the lockdown and other COVID insanities, after which the World Bank and the IMF offered him a bribe of $940 million dollars in the form of COVID relief aid. In exchange, Lukashenko had to impose extreme lockdowns on his people, force them to wear face masks, impose very strict curfews, impose a police state, and crash the economy. Lukashenko refused. When all the other so-called leaders succumbed to temptation, Lukashenko stood ground and told the world what had just happened. Как решается этот вопрос, при этом хочу заявить, что мы ни под кого плясать не будем. Там уже появляются требования. Вы, мол, в борьбе с коронавирусом в Беларуси делайте как в Италии. Слушайте, я не хочу, чтобы, не дай бог, повторилась ситуация в Беларуси, как в Италии. Уже Всемирный банк готов нас профинансировать в 10 раз больше, чем предлагал, за то, что мы эффективно боремся с этой болезнью. А МВФ продолжает требовать от нас, вы давайте изоляцию, давайте карантин, давайте комендантский час. Потому что что за глупость? Were the World Bank and the IMF held accountable? Of course not. You know what was put on top of that scandal? Yet another scandal called statistics fraud. In May 2020, officials admitted tens of thousands of COVID tests have been double counted. In other words, two samples taken from the same patient, for instance, to get an immediate second opinion, were recorded as two separate tests in the government's official figures. What a great way to pump up the volume. Then, also in 2020, the common flu had disappeared, just like that. The official numbers showed no more flu. southern hemisphere during their uh, influenza season actually they saw a very limited flu transmission it was uh, unexpected and very surprising but literally there was nearly no flu uh, this year in the southern hemisphere the amount of people who now died of the flu hundreds of thousands as always were now counted as covid casualties Playing with numbers like that is called fraud. Also in 2020, in August, the CDC admitted that of all the so-called COVID deaths, only 6% had no other illnesses. 
94% had died with an average of two and a half comorbidities, meaning other underlying illnesses. In other words, according to the CDC, 94 out of 100 COVID deaths had actually died of a heart disease, of a respiratory illness, pneumonia, of organ failure, cancer, obesity, or a cognitive disease. Yet all of them had COVID-19 on their death certificate. Why? You'll soon find out. Here's another example of how statistics were used to mislead the people. The Dutch RIVM showed these graphs using different scales on the y-axis. Here it's 5,000 people. Yet here it's only 25. But can you feel what it does to you to see these two graphs? Number two seems so much worse. And look at this horrific orange peak. Oh my God. But hey, the amount of people between these lines is only five. So, on the 1st of September, 11 people died of COVID-19. Bearing in mind the false positives and the hidden comorbidities, remember the CDC 6%? The actual number should be something like not even one whole person. Well, now we understand why we're heading towards the next lockdown. Not. On top of our pyramid of all the lies, deceit, scandals, bribery and corruption, there were more lies about overloaded ICUs. Starting in the spring of 2020, we called many hospitals. We asked others to call hospitals in their area, in their country. They all came back with the same astonishing findings. The ICUs were not overloaded. It was like a normal seasonal flu in which the elderly with comorbidities tend to pass away. Now, before we end this episode and move along like a steam train, please do take a moment to fully grasp the significance of false positives. We mentioned... All right, uh, let's get this show started. We'll say the rest of that. Maybe I'll play it later on in the show. It's only like 20-something minutes left. But we'll get this show started because it's already 30 past the top of the hour. So no longer do. not going to play the full intros, both of them, but I am going to do this. WGHE Radio presents Hot Damn Politics. O queen of the two lands, Nefertiti, Egypt cries out for your help. 
The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwafu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Nefertiti.
What's up? What's up, everybody? Man, welcome to Hot Damn Politics. It is I, says me, is Nefertiti in the building. I hope everybody is doing great. You know how we do it here on Real Nigga Radio. We're going to have us a good time tonight. We're going to build. And I'm going to try to keep it lighthearted because this ain't no doomsday show, but it's the, it's, it's the real stuff, though. It's the... You know, it's just things that got to be said, and, and, and the truth ain't always pretty, and it don't go down, you know, sweet. It can be a little bitter, you know what I'm saying? But, our, you know, like I said, every time I give this information about what's going on, what is the underlying, you know, thing about it, we always stay positive. We always stay, you know, one foot in front of the other. We never get paralyzed. We never get depressed about any of these things that, these folks out here doing and what they planning and what they got going on because we are in the all. We are protected, highly favored, and we got our minds right. You understand what I'm saying? So, yes. Shout out to everybody that's on the call lines, everybody that's in Discord right now, and everybody who is in the AP, what's happening with you. Um, shout out to Tracy CT is in the building. What's going on with you, Tracy? I have I gotta get over there to this store. Sister Zena is in the building. What's going on with you, Zena? Newbie Rock Week Nine is in the building. What's good with you, Newbie? Nanya Business. Nanya is in the house tonight. What's going on with you, Nanya? Who else is over there in the AP? I see Ethereum forever, forever. Every time I say that, <laughs> forever. Stand last. Ariska Gal, 2020. What's going on with you, Ariska? She consumes the dead. Wait, she wait. She can wakes the dead to consume the living. <laughs> that's, that's how they say that shit, right? All right. That's what that is. What's going on? And, of course, the one and only Don Nicoleone. What's going on with you, Don? Great day, Ms. WGAG herself. I got to um, get over there in Discord. I think all my um, my little things are muted. So let me go ahead and stick my head over in Discord. That's our, our new hangout spot, Discord. Um got to be invited in. So I love that aspect of Discord, you know, no, no stragglers. You know, coming in and and all that shit. You gotta, you gotta have a ticket to get in to the party. Uh oh. There I go. All right. Yeah. So, what's up to everybody over there in the uh, in Discord over there? I'm trying to um. I think I got it. Make sure I got it. Uh, muted. I think I got it muted now. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> Don said, this is the mansion, okay? This this is the mansion over here in Discord. You know, we, we kick it. We can all interact with each other. It's, it's no one mic. Everybody is um, – everybody has the ability to chop it up, kick it, do all those things. Um, you know, we watch movies. Just relax. This is – this is what we do, and it's and it's nice up in here. You know, it's nice up in there. It is called the mansion. All right, Discord is the mansion. Uh, YouTube was the um, where was that? The hotel lobby, and the after party is the after party. But 
It is the mansion over there in Discord. Uh, <laughs> over there in Discord is way cool. You know, you can get on cam, chop it up, like I said, watch movies, the whole shebang, kick your feet up, have a good time. And I just love the fact that we can just, you know, interact with, with one another. You know, we can interact, talk at the you know, not at the same time, but you get it. It's, you know, it's, hey, it's like this. So that's what it is. So we got to get into tonight's show. I mean, you heard that was the fall of the cabal, uh, 19 through 22. You know, I, I, we're a little late on playing it, but it's really the fall of Cabal, those last ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's our new spot over there. Um, I just saw how tough the children were kicking it in the Discord. I was like, man, we got, I got to introduce this to the family. I got to introduce this to WGAG Radio. It's popping. It's like a Discord. <laughs> I said, shit, I, I got to. I got to let Don know about this here, you know. I am. What you say? I am talking about this score. Oh, shit. <laughs> you talk about the clip. Yes. All right. Okay. No, for no, the clip, yeah, the clip was on point, but the clip really just divulged what we had been, we had already been saying, so we was late on it. Um who was late on it? She was. I'm late on playing the clip because it came out actually maybe two months ago. The shit on it. Yeah, I, the children have been on it for years. You know, um, little D. Shit, he in a couple weeks he'll be 16. So he's been on it since he was about 10. So I guess he's been on it for six or seven years. His damn self. And then I just seen how they should just over the years just blew up, blew up. They got like. They just hella deep up in there, and I just like the way they kick it. What up? And I like it so, and and the, and the shit pop up so I can see everybody chatting. I can see every word that that's being said in in the general chat over there, over there on Discord. So yeah. <laughs> so and I just like the fact that it's it's private. You know what I'm saying? You don't want every, you know, some people don't need to have the privilege. Some people don't need to have access to you all the time. So I like the fact that it's, it's a private server. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody don't, ain't, don't need the privilege. You know what I'm saying? They, they just don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, oh, you can hear it? Oh, you can hear the um the notifications popping off? I guess so. She wouldn't ask me to turn off the notifications, right? Um, Hold on. Is yours? I mean, I can hear it in my headphones. So if I can hear it in my headphones, the people, um, folks on the line probably can hear it. That's why I needed to mute the um, the actual room. I was trying to, but it says that it is muted. So let me, matter of fact, let me do this here. Let me do this here. Let me do this. Okay. That's it right there. Okay. That should be it for notifications. Okay. Yeah, my sound is disabled. My sound is disabled. Let me see. Messaging. Off. Good, good, good. All right. Should be good on that one. All right. So, everybody over there. I see Young Ty over there. Twink is over there. P-Funk is over there. What's going on with you, Oshun? Newbie is over there. 
Bar yeah. L is over there. Doc Mechanic is over there on um, Discord. I see Tracy just popped up over there. Zena is over there. Young Taekwondo. Yeah. Aristogal just popped up over there. Yes, we all in the building. Did I get everybody? Now you're a newbie. Yeah, I think I got everybody that's over there in the Discord over there um, in the general chat. So let's get this fucking show started, man. <laughs> I had a fucking headache. I've been drinking water all day. You know what I'm saying? So let's get this thing started. So we got to talk about a couple of things. We got to definitely talk about this fucking bill that they passed, that they just passed, okay? This, in what is it called? The um, in, in <laughs> Inflation Reduction Act on top of the CHIPS Act. We're going to talk about all those things, but let's get into the petty petty world of politics real quick, and I want to give you all some of the other things um, that are happening uh, out here. So I guess let's get to the um, like the petty stuff real quick. Um, starting with uh, 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 starting with a teacher in the second grade, a, a, a second grade teacher. So what? Second graders are what six years old, right? Sixth graders are like six or seven, I believe. Think about like yeah, 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 right. They're like six or seven years old. So a second grade teacher gives the entire class, told the entire class to change their pronouns, change themselves to, to, to pronouns, okay? So while they're in her classroom, you know, second graders don't go from class to class in one room all day. This is what the teacher did. All right. It said... Mm-hmm. Um, much of a discussion has focused on, on children with the LGBT community, said their increased rate of switching pronouns and an overall sense of urgency from supporters to educate children about pronoun use. Recently, lives of TikTok, the social media account famous for ousting liberals and the LGBTQ activists, shared a video of a teacher who claims that her entire second grade class, remember six and seven year olds, right, changed their pronouns while under her care. Okay. The entire class. Now these children don't give don't give two shits about any of that. So those children were directed to do that. Some children don't give no shit about that. I got a I got a, a a damn near basically a child that's in the second slash third grade, right? Yeah, Adnan's in the third grade. He's eight. I'm just I'm actually just about to enroll him into uh, connections now. I'm actually starting late. <laughs> He's going in as a third grader, but um, they don't care about no they don't care about none of that. They don't know nothing about none of that. They're they're children. They children doing children type shit. Like playing, learning, discovery about the moon, stars, and shit. Like you know, just that's what children do. They don't give a fuck about a pronoun. So this is a clear cut example of indoctrination of children with the with the alphabet agenda. 
Period. Right in your face, right there. You can't. They can't try to mix that off. They can't try to spin it off. It just ain't about no sex. These are seven-year-olds, six-year-olds. So they are seeding. They are planting the seed as young age as they can when it comes to these children. They know that those years, those formative years, six, seven, eight, that's when the personality of the child is formed. When children really start to come into who they are, their, their personality type, the shit that they like and what they don't like, like like for real, like hardcore, you know what I'm saying? Like when they when they get about six, seven, eight, they really can they'll they'll set their boundaries for like don't touch me, don't be a you know, they start to figure all that out at that time. So to put shit like this on second graders, it's a clear cut example. They can't talk their way out of that and say, oh, it's not about we ain't trying to do it. Yes, you is. But you don't bring that to sixth grade, to second graders. These motherfuckers learning how to color in between the lines, let alone a pronoun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man. It says the conservative Twitter account shared footage and it has already garnered millions of views and shares. In the video, the speaker, who alleges that this, that she is a teacher, shares a story that she admits took her a while to do because of how emotionally charged it left her. She states that one of her second graders felt safe enough to share his pronouns with her insinuating that he does not go by the conventional him or he pronouns of a male. That this, she adds, that her entire class switched their pronouns. So so it was opposite day in her fucking classroom? You just said we're going to do opposites up in here? You say you're a boy, although you're a girl, and you say you're a girl, although you're a boy. I mean... What can you switch? What can you switch a pronoun to? Oh, I guess it's that shit like he, they, them, they is, right? Them days. Them days. Right? Confusing the shit out of the child. All right? And when someone is confused, you come in, right? When people are confused, and, and, and particularly children, you come in as the authority figure, and you come as the beacon of light to tell them all that is right. Ooh, that rhymed. You come as the beacon of light to tell them all that is right. And children, most of the time, is going to take it hook, line, and sinker. You know she made that shit up. You know she lying, Oshun. You know that woman lying. You know she made that shit up. Little Timmy coming there. I, I'm, I'm them day. Miss Miss Conley, I'm, I'm them day. That's what they say. I'm them day. No man, you, you, you put that shit on them children. She made that shit up. I don't believe that story at all. Right? Because they have to have a justification for what they do. What better way to make it? heartfelt than to say some child came to you because they felt safe enough, right? Safe. 
What six and seven-year-olds don't feel safe in a fucking classroom of children their fucking age? Was you, was you, any, you, if anybody here today was scared of the third grade, was you scared, was you afraid of the second and third grade? Was you scared of the second grade? Was you scared? Was you scared to, to be around other children your age? I, no. I, I remember, in, I remember second grade. The teacher name was, uh, Miss Jackson. Big burly, uh, black woman. Right? Ain't no child afraid. Right? Nobody afraid of that shit. So, with this seconds of sharing the video, supporters of the, of the right-wing account took to the comment section and shared this disgust and disdain with the teacher. One user called the finding social contagion. Social contagion. After all, small children with underdeveloped minds are more apt to join the crowd in favoring of something, and we know that, such as a push for exploring pronouns. Other attacked the speaker's personal appearance and compared her to a groomer. That's exactly what these these teachers are. It ain't no way about it. Ain't no other way around it. So shout out again to the. The, the teachers and I mean the the because um, the teachers are all in it because um, the teachers union don't have a problem with it. So when I told y'all about that teachers union, that teachers um, union is uh, um, fucking just it's like mob shit. It's, you can't get teachers out. You can't get poor teachers out unless they literally commit a crime. All the rest of them are protected. They all protected. That's the whole point of a union. A union is to protect your workers, right? So they can come in that mug, weird as fuck, piercings all over their face, hair dyed, tattooed from head to toe, and go teach. They can go teach. Not not a problem. Looking like a fucking carnival sideshow. They can go teach these people's children, right? Because it's all about diversity, inclusion, and equity. I told you that's that's an acronym for DIE, D-I-E. Okay. Period. <laughs> so. I got this for you. Says um, also, it said also in the comments, some users defended the um, alleged teacher's speech. One even pointed out something that most users are overlooking: the fact that her words seem to have been misconstrued. All her words are misconstrued when paying close attention to how the teacher uses her words. It appears that she was trying to state that the rest of her class using other second grade preferred pronouns, not that the entire class changed there. Well, she was. You only you only take a couple. They only take a couple. Children copy each other. Shit, adults copy each other. You know what I'm saying? So what you think six or seven year olds gonna do? You get a child to start telling the child to start hopping around like a goddamn frog, and then it's gonna be other three, other four, five, six other children that start hopping around the classroom like a frog. 
Let's see. <laughs> Absolutely, Bob. Well, I said that's that double speed. Yeah, that's that is. No doubt about it. So you got that one. Okay. Now let's get into this bill. I, now I want to I want to tap into this bill because it you the shit that is in this inflation reduction act. This is why we do hot. This for shit like this. It's for bills like this why we have hot damn politics. Because we know that most people are not going to read anything. They're just not. We even make a lot of people head hurt. So you know, goddamn well they're not going to will. I mean, read a, a two thousand fucking page uh, document. But I want to pull out some of the things that I found very, very interesting inside of this bill. And I'm not even going to go to the IRS. We're going to tap on the IRS uh, and what part of that bill means for the IRS and what they're doing with the IRS, right? I want to talk about the part of the bill that deals with the farmers, Cause this shit goes back to, because this, I should say, goes forward to what I say that they will in time within the next next year, within the next year, create some level of food shortage. We've already seen it. You see, like I said, we've been talking about the Dutch farmers, and people really still don't understand what the fuck is going on over there and why it's a problem. People still don't understand the heart of the crisis of the um Indo- was it Indonesia or um what was that shit called uh was it Indonesia where, where was the um Bangladesh where, where was the shit that just happened when people just overthrew the the country when people that look like Indians but they not 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 East Indians I forget what country it is I can't I th- can't think right now Sri Lanka thank you Ashida Sri Lanka all had to do with the farming, farming and energy. And this, what this is, y'all, what this bill is, is Build Back Better and the Green New Deal combined in one. That's all it is. They couldn't pass it earlier because the shit was so obvious and all, all that good shit. So what they do is shrink it down. Because remember, that was like a, almost like a $2 trillion bill. They shrunk it down, took a couple of things out, and repackaged it, re-represented it. Re, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, what do we call that? Remarketed it, the, the whole thing, under the guise of the CHIPS Act, saying that it was a national security situation because we had a chip shortage. See, that's how Washington, Washington, does its business. This is how they get the shit that they really want, and they do it under the guise of a, a piece of legislation that actually is needed, but it's all the other shit that's tucked on in. You know what I'm saying? This is how they get down. What up, Brother Lowry? Brother Lowry's in the building. Let me see. Uh, is, it, is he in the uh, queue? You can come on in queue whenever you're ready. Um, 
But I want to talk about the farmer's part inside of this Inflation um, Reduction Act, because understand, this is the Green New Deal. And what, what have we been saying and, and showing and showing and proving, not just talking, but showing and proving how the Green New Deal feeds right into the Great Reset. This, that's America's path to enter into the Great Reset. They had to do it. They couldn't do it with the Green New Deal, so they had to resell it, repackage it, and give it to, give it to the people anew. And this is what they did with the CHIPS Defense Act or Act, you know, whatever the fuck it's called, right? So here we go. Remember, it's with the farmers. Inside of this bill, the bill was over $750 billion, right? That's what it's called. But inside of that bill was $80 billion, $80 billion are going to farmers. Is it $80 billion? $80 billion, right, going to the farmers. That's what you need to know. But, but it's, it, it comes as a debt relief. It comes as a debt relief, disguised as debt relief for farmers. But I remember, when the government gives you money, it strings attached to it. So now we have to explore what, what are the strings attached to the money. Well, here are the strings that are attached to the money. I don't know, J1. Um, is there sound, y'all? Y'all got sound out, out here? Every y'all got sound? Do y'all let me let me get a one. Let me get something if if everybody got sound. All right, there, there's sound in Discord. Uh, there's sound in the after party. J1, you're gonna have to um, thank you. You have to um, restart. Okay, cool, cool. Thank you, thank you, Yantai. Thank you, Twain. Thank you, everybody. All right. The strings that are attached to the farmer relief, if, like if these farmers take this money, and it's hard not to take government money from farmers. They're actually used, used to it. They've been subsidizing it. But, again, they're giving them money to not grow food. And they're going – and so I'm telling you now, if – because they're trying to say we have to find a new way of farming. We have to go more organic. How many farmers in the, how many urban farmers in the house besides myself? How many urban farmers in the house besides myself in here? So who has a concept then of farming, understanding farming and how you, you know, raise crops and what you have to do, especially if you're, if you're growing multiple types of crops. Okay, we got them. Um, Young Tai, Bar L, She Doc, so they're familiar with it. Well, you, so we all know, right? So let's tell everybody else. Every season, you have to rotate your crops. Do you not? You have to rotate your crops, meaning that you, you know, you cannot plant the same um, crop in the same space over and over year, every single year, because it depletes the soil. Right, so you have to rest your soil 
or put something, a different type of crop that's going to revitalize it, right? Let's say that I grow some collard greens in, in one patch in a raised bed, right? Right? Say I grow nothing but um, collards. Well, the next, no, let me do something that's more like a heavy feeder. Let's mm-hmm. say I do some Roma tomatoes. I'm going to grow Roma tomatoes for a season. Well, the, you know, the next growing crop season, I can do the – you know, let's say because tomatoes are for late spring in the summertime. That's when you um, plant your tomato. Well, I can do one or two things after the summer is over for that that land. I can either put down um, what we call like a mulch crop, say that I want to grow some alfalfa sprouts. I can just put some alfalfa seeds and let that do its thing, and and, and it replenishes the soil. Or I can just let it rest and not plant anything in that field. But here's the thing. You can't do that when you are at, when you, um, you, you can, but you really shouldn't do that when you are a mass agriculture farming people. You know, what you just do is just rotate your crops, put another type of food in that soil. You don't leave it barren. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily, you can't afford to put a cover crop on there because you need that soil to grow food. And and so part of the, part of this bill is, check it out. Part of these farmers taking this bill is that there's two catches to it. One you have to rotate your crops by leaving plots of crops un- unfarmed. Not good. It's just not good. It's not good. They're telling them to leave it, leave it barren. I, I, maybe they can grow a cover crop, but they can't plant another, any other type of crop in there. That ain't cool. The second one which is the problem what happened in Sri Lanka and what's happen, happening with the Dutch farmers, right? They're going to tell them that they have to reduce the level of nitrogen that they use for fertilizer. Now, I use a natural nitri- form of nitrogen when I farm. It's called chicken shit. I use chicken shit when I farm when I grow my crops because it has high levels of nitrogen. Well, part of this bill is that they're telling farmers that they basically they're going to have to change the level of nitrogen that they're able to use. So I need y'all to see that they're about to reduce the food supply. Reduce the food supply on top of inflation. That's not that's not good. That's a problem. That is a fucking problem. That's why they say all money ain't good money. I I need these farmers to resist the temptation of government money, and it's hard. That's real hard to do. It's hard to turn that money down when it's right up in your face. When they're going to give you 
couple of hundred G's or whatever the case. Basically, they're paying you what your cost is going to be for the loss that you take because they're controlling how much and how you grow. So that's what the subsidies is for. It's basically a bribe. It's a payoff. You, you see what I'm saying? In the name of climate change. You know what I'm saying? That's true, she got, that, that they always, you know, mostly like corn farmers and stuff like that, but mixed with that nitrogen, but mixed, mixed with that nitrogen reduction, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. Because that's going to affect the, the amount that they can actually produce. That's never that's never a good thing. They, they like you said they've always paid farmers to uh, not grow certain crops because that's the the whole supply and demand thing, right? They don't want too much of something on the market because then the price is really 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 low, right? Because they have a whole bunch of it. So that's what you got. All right. That's just in one part of the ax bill. What y'all? Let me check on the chat room over there and. Um, We'll be in Discord. Oh, I see Miss Hudson just came in the building over there. What's going on, Miss Hudson? Well, so Mama Get Real is in Discord. What's up, Mama Get Real? Let me get some hand claps. Come on in, Mr. Lowry. Your your mic is is wide open. Uh, great day, Neff. How are you? I'm doing my best. Great day to you. How are you today? How are you doing tonight? going on um i'm uh, I'm, I'm doing well <clears throat> you know i'm hanging in there man we gotta i don't know uh, at this point find a, a big ass tree and hold on to it and don't let it go because man these flood waters man <laughs> when, when the flow flood waters come man the water is gonna get high you know it's gonna get high it's gonna recede uh recede at some point but one point we right. don't know but it's going into high tide, man. Uh, what page are you on for the uh, the farm? I'll be held to pay for or the no, the, the or the uh, the bill, the bill, the bill, the inflation bill. Um, I haven't even yeah. gotten to it yet. I'm just speaking to just about the um okay. the so farm. I knew that off the top. Okay, I'm like I'm going to get to the farm in a minute. And this bill is thick right here. This is this Ain't is seven hundred, and and none of it has anything to do uh, with inflation reduction at all. At would all. none of this well, be? You wouldn't do this to reduce to reduce inflation. Yeah, Sorry to say it, but you got to dry the money up. That's how you reduce it. I would, with too many dollars. That's exactly how you. And they're doing that. Don't get it twisted. They're they're drying up the money supply. They're drying up with the with the interest rates keep going up and up and up and up, and um, the cost of goods going up and up and up and up, and and see this is the part they ain't talking about. I'm you already seeing hella layoffs, yeah, especially in the tech world, mm-hmm. and tech jobs are they they already starting the round of fire, and I I live on LinkedIn now, so um, that's all you see is all these people like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got laid off today. Uh, 
a round of 1,000, a round of 2,000. Oracle just laid off this. Google just laid off this. Uh, It's left and right. That's what they're not reporting on. It'll come out eventually. But Man, all of this is nationalizing our economy. So now we're at the point where the means of production has been captured and is now the under the control the of government. the government or the state. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, by reg- like the farmers, they're in a bad position because either they take the money, they're going to be regulated out, so they're not going to have a choice yep. because of these uh, crushing, you know, um, regulations. So this is nothing more... Then the state takeover, when you're going to tell me what I can do mm-hmm. on my farm, effectively, you have wiped out uh, the right to private property. That, I mean, that, that there is no other mm-hmm. way. I might have it indeed, but you telling me what I can and cannot do with my farm, what I can grow, when I can grow it, how much I can grow. Okay. This, is what led to mass starvation both under Lenin, Stalin, and oh. Mao down Come on um, now. In, 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 in China. They're doing these three-year plans, these four. This is nothing but a five-year plan. <laughs> Stalin had a five-year plan. I don't understand how people years. don't get that, Mr. Larry. <laughs> I, don't under, I don't understand how people don't, can't read the tea leaves. How the fuck can you not see that? I mean, these people are regulating cars. I'm I'm just scrolling through this thing. They're regulating mm-hmm. cars, what type of cars. Um, mm-hmm. You can have, uh, they're regulating uh, medicines, and they got lang- sneaky language with the vaccines in here. Uh, of course. Which one do you got? The- Let me drop, drop the link. That you using? Can you? Are you okay. able to drop that link in the uh, um, AP? No, no I'm going to send it straight back to you. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. All right. Like then that. I'll share. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but then you know they they're ramping up the uh, the the IRS hiring all these yeah, we don't talk about agents. That. It's in your we don't talk now. about that. Um, Thank so you. all of this. Is nothing more oh, yeah, than a lot better. You got it. Yeah, a lot of pages yes. there. Uh, we may have to do this one next week because you're gonna have to go through it. But um, yeah, we're gonna take a time all of this it. is is nothing more than uh, uh, the, the the government taking over the means of production. A production. I mean, none yes, of this. Had, this is the green. Just like you said uh, earlier, this is the yeah. Green New Deal. They got all yep. this climate nonsense in there, mm-hmm. and this is intentional bankruptcy because they know half of that shit they talking ain't gonna work anyway. Absolutely, and, and, and get don't let's not forget this was all done by one party. This didn't get no Republican support. This was done with, through reconciliation, yes. right? Yes, and uh, Kamala, she passed the the tie and vote. Um, when you right. go through reconciliation, it's a numbers game. 
Uh, it, Absolutely. It, uh, Joe Manchin the and, and, yeah. and, the, and the cinema chick were all given their kickbacks. They came. They were all given. They were given what they wanted. They gonna say fuck it. He, I'm sure he got some shit going back to West Virginia, whatever was promised to him. And when Kathleen Cinema, that she got something for the people who rock with her, which is was I, I believe the um, the loophole. The um, mm-hmm. some kind of uh, loophole thing that she was adamant about getting in that bill. That's what this shit is, y'all. It's a, it's all about payoffs. They yeah. want to call it compromising. No, that's called payoffs. This yeah. is uh, this this is a rough one here. Yeah, um, because they and they they use the be... reduction, the what inflation. Reduction Act. You can't reduce inflation by spending. (laughs) It's not possible. It's not, it's just, it's not possible. Okay? Mm. Mm -mm. Understand that. They're putting carbon credits in here. (laughs) It's more than that. It's, it's that and then some. We're going we gonna, we gonna to build on that IRS, that $80 billion that's now being funded to the IRS, $80 billion, to hire 87,000 people. But finish what you were and saying, Mr. Before, uh, before we move away from the, going down. Um, yeah, before we move away from the farms, um, I sent mm-hmm. you an article, I think, last week, okay. um, or maybe the week before last, to bring it home with the, okay. they telling the Amish people that they can't even sell produce because right. the FDA telling them that they must shoot their meat up with all these crazy-ass antibiotics and shit. Right. No more. So they, they can't, can't even grow food. natural meat and sell it between themselves. Yep. Yep. They came and shut a farm down. I actually follow this um I'm off the grid Amish cat on YouTube. He um you know, they modern Amish people. <laughs> you know, they got the internet and shit, even though you're not supposed to. Um, they're a little bit different. But um yeah. He was we were showing a lot of that that they're getting busted. Um, they're coming in. Taking some of and some of the shit FDA is taking they need. They're just taking mm. it. This mm. just just we're just coming in, Bogart. We're taking it, even though they come they comply with everything that they say that they have. Because when you do it like the Amish do it, you have to have like these big uh, refrigerators, basically like the you know those big insulated refrigerators like that be on the back of an eighteen wheeler and shit like that. You have that's how they have to um, store their meat. They do everything they're supposed to, but like Mr. Lowry said, this is what they're doing. Amish farmers face $250,000 fine or jail time and losing their sustainable farm for processing yeah. his own meat. For processing his own These meat. Are just, this is just basic freedoms. Like, you can you can have your own chickens. I grew up around Mexicans my whole life. They got chickens and shit. They got they keep chickens. Mm-hmm. You can eat them. You can collect eggs if that's all you want to do. Whatever, but that's what it's coming to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
It says slaughtering and processing the meat he raises on his own farm, right, on his own farm, and selling it fresh frozen um, to members of his private food buying club who've all signed contracts stating that they understand that the meat is not processed at a USDA inspected plants or treated with USDA acquired chemical uh, preservatives because um, because that's how they want it. And they are very, and for that very reason, they are willing to go to such lengths to get it. But the USDA thinks his, his customers are too stupid to think for themselves and need them to come in and protect them from themselves. No, because what they don't want is they don't want them to be any kind of beacon of light and showing people this is how you, you got to do it. This is how you stay. This is how you get around these fucking uh these people, these enforcers. They, you know what I'm saying, um, Miss Hudson. They don't want they don't want examples of how to get it done. So they like so. Let's start shutting this shit down. Now these folks been letting the Amish people do whatever they want for however long they want for what about a hundred years mm-hmm. over there in the rural parts of Ohio and. All that shit. But now it's a problem. Now it's an issue. You see? So they know that time is, is coming up. That time is approaching where they want to enforce and, and implement all these these regulations and, and get, you know what I'm saying, and force people to comply. Because if I know that I can, if I see the Amish knowing that they can create a private meat club I can do that with my vegetables. I can say, fuck, you ain't got to buy none of that shit in the store, and I can give it to you half right. price. I and it's the healthier. Price. <clears throat> and it's, exactly, and it's healthier. They don't, they don't want that. Right now, I just give, I give it pretty much free just to, to the people here, you know, who have run it. I literally call it the freedom, I call it the a victory garden. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they don't want that. So you gotta shut it down. So you probably don't know because um I didn't tell you this, but the USDA license um that all the USDA licensed processing plants that are required to treat all meat, even local grass fed organic varieties, with synthetic preservatives. I didn't know that. Oh oh that makes me mad. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, no, that's that shit a- I didn't know. That's an old game. Back in the day, they was using that toxic-ass DDT. Uh, just Google DDT. That should have come up. Uh, back in the day, that was one of the earliest forms of spraying these crops and treating mm-hmm. them. And DDT is what gave rise to polio, right? So, yes, DDT, you know, they, right? They, they, yes. that, yeah, that's how you got polio on the scene. It's not a natural virus. It was They were spraying people shit. With DDT, and so they're face. telling these all in their hair and shit. Put it in their hair. Y'all ain't never seen them old, old fucking clips from nineteen forty when they were spraying the fucking Japanese and everybody and their mama with DDT. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then uh, lied and said it's polio, and then shot the people with the shit. I mean, it's it's crazy, but what it is saying is we don't even have right to go. 
and grow a cow or whatever the hell it is we want to grow. And I can't give it to my cousin. Or I can't give it to nobody because in order to do that, I have to come in compliance with the FDA, who got about a billion regulations on how you're supposed to regulate your farm. And some of that is is, is some toxic, you know, um, antibiotics. Um, that they're showing oh, yeah. animals with. BHG, uh, wait, um, BHGT, <laughs> some shit like that. That's what they was giving to the fucking cows. Making them big. Making them, I'm uh, making so the udders swell here up. Is, uh, this is where the rubber meets the road. These people didn't sign this shit into law. Mm-hmm. They say Come elections off. have consequences, and stolen elections have devastating consequences. Are they going and for it? So ain't they going for it? Are they going? They not putting the pedal to the metal, so to speak, right now. Mm. Mm. You see what I'm saying? What are they doing right now? They know they got it. They have a window of opportunity to get things done. This is, and to me. This goes with to the shit that they got Trump that, that they putting on him too because they know they only got a small window. They got a window. Cause I don't know if y'all know he got jail. He um not only after that raid he had to go before the uh, the DA up there in in New York mm-hmm. on them taxes, right? On those tax charges. So th- what they're doing is is. This is why y'all got to kick it with us on Saturday night to watch JFK. We're going to watch again Saturday night right here on Discord. Come through. We're going to watch JFK. The, uh, the, the fascinating part, the fascinating thing to me about JFK, Oliver Stone was able to capture what the deep state really, how they really get down. And it like wasn't sensationalized. It's not, you know, what I'm saying it ain't no. It's not an action Jackson flick and shit like that. It's not. It's not over. Um, it's not over the top. It's not. You know, what I'm saying it's not theatrical. It's they really showing the conversations, the the interactions, and how plots and how many people are involved in a plot to get things done, to have a series of events occur, to have to, how they plan out a series of events to have an outcome that they want. That's why, to me, JFK is a badass movie. It's super good. So we're going to watch it again on Saturday night because I think me, only me and Don watched it on this past uh, strong beginning on Saturday. So we're going to Show it again Saturday night, and just I just want y'all to pay attention to how how deep the 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 web is, you know how entangled all these motherfucking players are. That is the deep state at work, and we are watching it again right now. Just and so many them hard at work, hard at work right now. You know, what you got, Mr. Well, to the Republicans' credit, they didn't get Mm -hmm. any 
Republican support, but with Kamala no. having to tie vote, you know, all that can be gained too because it passes. It doesn't matter how much long it passes. It mm-hmm. passed. It passed, and uh, you know, it's it it's it, it, it's really a shame because you know these people who are in D.C. doing all this fancy shit. And the mm-hmm. average citizen, beyond maybe a 30-second mention in the news, mm-hmm. has no idea the impact bills like this will have on their daily life. Mm-mm. You know, they like, they don't have a clue. Food prices is about it. This is going to lead to scarcity. This is exactly what it's going to lead to. If you think they can do all this fancy made up carbon reduction and you're going to be able to produce the uh, energy that's needed to keep up a basic standard of living for Americans using goddamn windmills, mm-hmm. then something mm-hmm. is wrong with your intellect. You see, if you think, that they're going to be able to electric. You need goddamn gas and shit to produce electricity. They already complaining when it gets a hundred. They want to put people in blackout. So we're going to just yep. make everything electricity. We're going to replace all cars with lithium. You know how much goddamn lithium that it takes yes. to just make a, a round or a fleet, let alone replace every car in the world. With lithium batteries that's dependent on electricity, that's dependent on the energy that I'm claiming I want to get rid of. Oh. So, 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 their, their reasonings don't make any sense. And if the reasoning don't make any sense, it's because that's not the reason. <laughs> There's another reason. And this Straight thing. Up is about to go into some very desperate times for those who are on the bottom end, right? This is this going into desert. These people are going to be on Bill Gates' uh, synthetic goddamn synthetic letters Me. or something. Yeah, yeah. Because they're wiping out all competition. They're wiping out all of your options. You know, when we when we say the state owns the mean of production, the 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 state, the word, the government, that's just words we use. It's, it's people behind that shit that runs the government. So it's people that right. control. The state is the one who's taking control. And right see, now, you got these crazy. They going straight to fascism. And they going straight to fascism because they're do they're doing it through the private and public partnership. They not going full board like yeah. communism. They doing straight fascism. Yeah. They using yeah. private companies to do the bidding of the government. Yeah. You see, this is why you can have a company like say BlackRock, who's one of the biggest investors and money managers in the world. They hold a lot of keys to a lot of other companies funding, y'all. I need y'all to understand that's what BlackRock does. They not only manage money, but they 
lend money. They're investors. So think about it. If they're doing the bidding for the government, which they are, then they go and tell another company, you want this money? How much you need to keep your operations to grow? How much you how much you need? You need what? Thirty million? Well guess what? You'll have to do X, Y, and Z, which falls in line with the government's ESG agenda. See the you know what I'm saying? You see how they how, how they're they're bridging that, Mr. Lowry, how they're doing that? That they're gonna have these big big ass entities doing the bidding for them? Yeah, they're gonna have companies like Vanguard and them doing it. They're they're um they're interchangeable at this point. Right. They're one and the same at this point. They're one and the same. You know, um is, 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 we're about to this is some interesting shit. <laughs> um, people, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road. Um Let's go to the tax bill. Go to page 37 so we can bring 37? it home. Right. Yeah. All so right. yeah, let's go let's go to that. Okay, let's go. So we can bring it home. We we'll, we'll get the Trump. We we'll, we we'll wrap it up with him. But mm-hmm. so we could bring it home so we could put all these pieces together. So we we talked about how they're about to bankrupt the American farmer beyond what mm-hmm. they're bankrupt now. Now equate that to your food prices. Right now, so if, if 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 this bill go through and they're about to go into what they call price controls and production controls, that always mm-hmm. leads to shortage. Going to shoot the yeah. price up, you know. Because that's how they more. say that's how they're going to claim that they're getting rid of inflation. Got to control the yeah. goods. You got to control the means of production. Yeah. Right. So and now then you have another part, this climate shit. That's regulating cars, you know, what your car can and can't do, and they want to tax you, you know, mm-hmm. per mile for those who are not on electric vehicles. They have a provision in here for uh, Medicaid, but they just going to just subsidize the whole pharmaceutical thing now, basically is what it is. And they got some laws yeah. in there to make it easier to put these toxins on the, uh, on, on the grid. None of this has to do with... Inflation. All of this Inflation. has to do mm-hmm. with confiscation of private property. It's the abolition of private property. That's what it is. Now, I, I, I saw uh, a, a Shedot put something earlier with the move and 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 the the, the Panthers. And mm-hmm. on the lower level, it was cool. Right, because most people were with the Pampas are coming from like my community. They feed mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. support them, and that's the far as they went. Right. But then when you start looking at that goddamn ten point platform, their <laughs> platform was advocating the abolition of private property. So well, they believe in that community living and shit. Mm-hmm. They, they, because they was fucking with Mao down. They was fucking with the Chinese. Right? Yeah, they, I mean, no yeah, they, they, they was, they was, they was, they was, <laughs> it ain't no doubt, they was, um, you know, I mean, they, 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 they had to study, a part of their, you know, prerequisite to be in there, you had to study the Little Red Book. 
you had to. And, and all that, that was, was coming, the, the you know, straight from China. Now, right. it would have been smart for us to take the good part. And you know me, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit from here. Once yeah, you take what's purpose, good and go away what's not. And, 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 I, and I keep moving. Yeah. But uh, they went all the way in on that one. I'm not going to lie to you. But the people at the bottom probably never saw that, right? They didn't see because um, people don't look at platforms. Right, they they just don't. They look at the banner. So the same thing here. They're selling us with an Inflation Reduction Act that sounds altruistic, but <laughs> this stuff is 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 abolishing our private property, giving it to the control of the state. The state is controlled by a bunch of psychopathic eugenics. These are eugenics. These are murderers who are writing these laws right here. So a murderer ain't going to write a law that's going to free you from his murderous grip. That defies logic. These people are murderers, cannibals. Their spirit is fed by the death of another soul. This is how they feed themselves. So... These are the people who are writing these type of laws right here. So this is not coming from the people. I ain't getting no fucking survey at my house saying, what do you think about the inflation reduction bill and give us your opinion, and we're going to help mold your opinion into our law since you're a U.S. citizen. This shit don't work like that. Mm-hmm. Who wrote this shit? You know, Nancy Pelosi ain't right this yet. She can't even talk at a microphone. I don't know who's more demented, her or Father <clears throat> K. Biden. We know Kamala ain't right this shit. Like, her boyfriend Willie told us she was dumb as a bag of rocks, but they ain't want to listen to Willie. So none of those three wrote this shit. So who wrote this shit? Who wrote this shit? We already These know the, the handlers for the eugenics. <laughs> yes, wrote this. And then they they lied to people because, see, communism, fascism, socialism, environmentalism, universalism, mm-hmm. globalism is all one and the same thing. But they give it to us as one against another, and they they setting up false dichotomies. So they say mm-hmm. Trump is a fascist, right, while on the other hand, they passing laws like this. If this ain't the most fascist stuff I have ever seen, and it passed. Mm-hmm. It's now the law of the land. So with page 37, they gave the eternal revenue. Three billion, one hundred eighty-one million, five hundred thousand, to remain available until September thirtieth, twenty thirty-one, mm. which coincides with, with the, the with grand the 2030. ass twenty thirty. Yep. So they gave them three billion dollars yep. for necessary expenses for tax enforcement activities 
of the Internal Revenue to determine and collect old taxes, to right. provide legal and litigation support, to conduct criminal investigations, to provide digital access monitoring and compliance activities. That's your pet peeve. To enforce right. criminal statutes related to violations of internal revenue laws and other financial crimes. To purchase exactly. and hire passenger motor vehicles to provide these idiots with a whole swath of goddamn IRS police if you ask me, this is the basis for rounding people up. This is the basis for rounding people up. And and check this out. And, and don't get it twisted. They're covering it by saying we need these law enforcement uh, IRS agents to go after billionaires. No, you don't. No, you don't. Don't don't fall for that. There's only 743 billionaires in America. You don't need 87,000 new employees to go at, at after 743 if you were if that were the case. And then they try to give you some crap about some shit like this. Take a listen, and I'm gonna tell you why it's a bold-faced lie. So here we go. Americans, we're crying out for more interaction with the IRS. I I don't understand your question. You have to say more. Do you think it's going to be popular when the 87,000 new employees hired by the IRS go around and start auditing people to pay for the Inflation Reduction Act? So it's very clear. Uh, the IRS commissioner was very clear on this. He said that on, on the record that this only will, it will only apply to those earning over $400,000. The commissioner said, and I quote, these resources are absolutely not about increasing audit scrutiny on small businesses or middle income Americans, as we have been in planning, our invest, investment of these enforcement resources is designed around Treasury directive that audit rates will not rise relative to recent years for households making under $400,000. So no this, is, this is focused on those who are uh, uh, you know, corporate wealthy tax cheats that Republicans, congressional Republicans wanted to uh, defend. That's who they wanted. Okay, and let me tell you why that is a lie. Now, you heard her say that the head of the IRS said, we ain't going after people who make under $400,000, right? You heard her with, with her mouth. Well, when it comes to bills like that, like this, we have these things called amendments, right? Amendments are always in a bill. Well, there's one amendment that nobody's talking about that was presented in this bill to to actually basically put the feet to the fire of that statement about we're not going after people uh, uh, who make uh, under two hundred thousand. And it was it was a senator. Let me give it to you, called Crapo. His name is Mike Crapo. He introduced an amendment in writing, hello, because all that talk is ain't nothing but talk, but put it in writing in an amendment that will guarantee 
that they go at go after nobody that the the rates of audits don't go up okay that they don't go up and they don't go after anybody who makes less than 400,000 because all that other shit is lip service baby you got to put it in writing you got to put it in writing okay and what did they do every single democrat rejected the amendment every last one of them every last one of them See, they didn't want that shit in writing because they didn't want nothing in that bill that people can go back and see see you lied see you lied okay that's what it was that's what that was about because what you because what people forget mr larry check this out people forget that they going after people, why you think they wanted people to report if they made, they wanted banks to report to the yeah, IRS if people yes. had more than $600 in transactions yes. in their account. Yeah. $600? $600, y'all. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted these new apps like Venmo, Stripe, and all them to, re- to report too or anything that... Yeah. Six hundred dollars. Who you? What billionaire? What what multimillionaire you know? Mm-hmm. Fucking with Venmo for six hundred dollars. Because remember, you can only even the max you can money you can transfer on these on these um on these on these platforms is five Gs. Well, that's, all, that's all you can do per day. So why on earth would they want? these companies, the bank and these um, digital platforms to report to the IRS for people who are doing only $600 in transactions. Do that sound like rich people to you? No, they don't want people who got side hustles to make that money un- unchecked by the government. That's who they're going after. They're going after people who got side gigs, side hustles, side businesses, who, who we know who might make a couple of the extra thousands a, a, a year, which we know that's like a we 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 invented the word side hustle. We invented side hustle, so to speak. You know, <laughs> but that's what they're, they're going after. Criminalizing it. They're criminalizing yeah. the black market. Because let's call it what it is. All these wealthy ass people. Uh, uh, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, all them. That's why. Why you think they can't get Trump on shit on taxes? These people got full on fucking financial teams, <laughs> lawyers, financial advisors, all this shit. They ain't gonna get shit from these wealthy people like they trying to pump this shit up in the media, cause they're doing it the all legal way. They're doing it legally. Ain't nothing they doing illegal. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And they hold their money and differently. They hold their absolutely. money differently. They hold them in instruments, and you can't tax those instruments. Absolutely. This is how you know this is a joke. Because if you wanted to get these people, you change the tax code. That's what you do. You change the fucking tax code. But that ain't what they're doing. 
this is how they're going to be paying for these bills. They're going after everybody who's trying to, you know, try to get their chips up, you know, people like myself and everybody else who just trying to bring their family on the come up. That's who they want to come down on. I, 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 I liken it unto when, when Don talk about how the ones on high don't want you to reach into that, um, to get up there with them, right? You know how she how, how she uses that analogy? This is how I see that. They don't, you know, they just, this almost like they want to say TikTok game is locked. They want to make it extremely hard for you to, can like, bring your family up if you ain't already there. You know what I'm saying? People forget that. Come on now. $600 in transactions, give me a fucking break. And you got people like Janet Yellen who say shit like this. You want banks to report transactions of $600 or more. That's what the IRS wants. Does this mean that the government is trying to peek into our pocketbooks? If you want to look at $600 transactions. Absolutely not. I think this proposal has been seriously mischaracterized. Um, The proposal involves no reporting of individual transactions of any individual. Look, the big picture is that we have a tax gap that over the next decade is estimated at $7 trillion, namely a shortfall in the amount that IRS is collecting due to failure of individuals to report the income that they've earned. Okay. So she just contradicted everything that the earliest speaker says. I don't know. I don't know. Am, am I on the one? Somebody give me a one. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with Nev on the line. Okay, yeah, she she'll be back in the next. Oh, there you go. This, oh, I'm sorry, this lady bad. just contradicted everything. The the with the, the the first they said we ain't gonna what four hundred thousand and above, <laughs> right? And you can you know that's bullshit because the average American is not making four hundred thousand dollars and above. Yeah, so five, we know that's bullshit. Four hundred thousand up is the five percent. That, that's the five percent. You, you see of, what I'm saying? Because yeah. the median is somewhere what fifty. That's just like the the median. So that's the vast. Yeah, fifty two somewhere like, around there. Fifty two. Yeah. Then she come yeah, back and say, 54. "Well, we got a problem." Because we all all this goddamn money that we've been borrowing, and IRS want that money because, see, IRS is in a collection arm to the Federal Reserve. So they're not even a full government entity. So the IRS is like the CDC and the the NIH. These are quasi-government entities, right? So actually the IRS is more to the benefit of the Federal Reserve. Right, because the Federal Reserve loan us all this funny-ass money. IRS wants the payback. So she's saying we falling short on the payback. So in order to get all this money, we we need austerity. This is a form of austerity, and they're just not saying it. 
Mm. You know how they may go to a foreign country and say, we'll give you this, what, IMF loan for $100 billion, but mm-hmm. in return, you got to cut this, sell that, sell that, wow. and you got to extract this in order to get this money to make sure I recoup my loan. Same thing. So we went from only 400000 to above to this lady saying, well, look, people ain't paying their money on their income. Which one is it? Which one is it, bitch? 400000 or people who, who do a $600 in transactions? Mm-hmm. You see? They, They're about you to know, suck us dry. We're the fact That's checkers, y'all. Remember, remember how fact checkers were everywhere? We're the fact checkers. I haven't seen the fact. Well, the fact checkers got missing since that Pfizer report came out and said it was 1,271 possible oh. side effects, and I haven't seen a goddamn fact checker <laughs> since those reports started dropping. I haven't heard a fact checker yet. I can talk about COVID-19 all on Facebook and everything else. It was a time that right. they were taking your post down and, and flagging it and false it. They leaving that right. shit all the way alone, right? They ain't touching it. So they ain't touching I haven't, it. Um, but no, heard. Where's, where's the fact checker for that lying ass shit mm. that came out of that woman's mouth? The speaker, whatever she is, the press secretary. When I got You're talking about treasury, arming these people, Neff. Yes. Gonna... <laughs> Come on. I, I got the stats right here, Mr. Larry. Let me show this to the family. In, 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 in um, Discord. I'm going to show y'all the, the, the thing, y'all. I'm about to hold on. Let me put on. That's why, this is why I love Discord, too, because now I don't have to have no, no elaborate um, setup to show y'all my screen. Let me, here we go. Let me show y'all real quick. Where is it at? Boom. Let me go live real quick. Y'all hit on my cam. Hit on my cam. Can y'all see it? Let me know if y'all can see it in there. Hit on my cam, and you see that, um, you see it? Okay. Now, this is where the money's going. This is the budget here. Let me get this to you, Mr. Larry, because I, I don't think you're in um, Discord. Here you go. Let me give you this. Here y'all go. All right. Here y'all go, y'all. This is where the money is being allocated. Enforcement. Look how much money. The blue is the funding for enforcement. $111 billion. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? For enforcement. That, and, and, don't, and don't get it twisted. You know, IRS agents carry guns and pistols and shit. They're not... Put, they're not paper right. pushers. They come up in your house. Mm. Yes, they jump out boys. People don't know that about the IRS. They, they oh, jump yeah, out yeah, boys. Yeah. They like locking your shit up, too. They come with fucking padlocks <laughs> right. and all that other shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For real. So let's let's not get it twisted. Those are not to go after billionaires. That's to go that's that's to go against people who are you know trying to make shit happen for the for their families. Mm-hmm. This is for gig workers. 
This is why they were so adamant. Democrats were so adamant by making gig workers employees. Right. It had nothing to do with the protection of them and making sure they got benefits and all that. Gig workers didn't give a fuck about that. People who drive Uber right. and shit don't give a fuck. They don't care about that. They want to be able to work when they wanted to work, you know, drive when they wanted, whatever the case may be, freelance, you know, people who got talents who know how to do freelance, whether that be design or whatever the case, all that. Because I'm telling you, it, it, is, it is a hell of a hustle. You can make some good money, especially when you have a skill set and you can become a freelancer and you can go out there and, and sell your services to people or your or your ability. My, my daughter is a fly-ass digital artist, fly as fuck, and she's just now starting to do commissions. She's getting paid for her, yeah, she's 13, she made, she's getting paid for her own talents. They, they, the government wants to come and take my daughter's money. That's her son, that's her money. She making for for her ability. They want to count her coins. Anybody who does that, you see, that's what the eighty. That's what the the funding is for. That's what the eighty-seven thousand agents is about. Because you already know who all the billionaires and hundred millionaires and and all them people is. Again, they not doing anything wrong on the tax end. They that's a that's a myth. That's a make believe situation. Okay. You might have one or two that they can catch, but they're not going to get the majority. I mean, come on, because they're not, again, they ain't doing nothing wrong. That's what they got tax attorneys for. That's what they got tons of accountants for. Right. And they're and not going to bite the hand that's feeding them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not going to sit there and, and, and tax the hell out of their buddy. They're not going to do that. You know what I mean? They they passing too much money around. So that to even think that this is just going after people four hundred thousand and above. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just another blatant lie out of many. But well, I mean, goddamn, this is the same government that told you if you line up and take this brand new shit that we trying out on you, that you'll never mm-hmm. catch COVID. This is the same government, right? So we can just pretty much take what they say uh, with a grain of salt. All I know is if they're trying to hire all those goddamn uh, IRS agents and all this fancy stuff, they're certainly not doing that to go and raid some billionaires. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this is going to come down heavy. You know, on the uh, everyday American now, they're 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 also raising the corporate credit rate because Trump came in right. and he cut that. He cut that corporate rate. Yes, he did. That's the 14%, why those, um, right? Yeah, and he Something wanted like to cut it some more. That's how he stimulated the economy. So they they're going to raise up the corporate rate. Who 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 do we think going to pay that? <laughs> That's you know that's a pass through that that's reflected in prices. You know you're going to start taxing all of these unfriendly climate items that go into making things. 
where do you think mm-hmm. the price of those uh, taxes is going to fall? It's going to fall on the price of products. So, you know, it, it, it's more than one way to skin a cat, and all it is is an extra chunk coming out of our pocket, and mm-hmm. they're going to roughhouse it, you know, and well, they're just going to come and take it. Well, yeah, it's like um, Gina said, and we've been talking about that for a while. It's all meant to, um, you know, so they can really usher in that new credit score, the new, you know, that credit score system. If you can, like I said, make the people destitute, if you can just squeeze them and squeeze them and squeeze them when they, you know, financially in ruins, then you have enough people like that, then they can say, we got the solution. We're going with the full-on CBDC coin, and now... Um, being that most of y'all now your credit is shot anyway, let's do a new credit system because, you know, we do a new credit scoring system. It's going to be based on, uh, you know, how you act, what you do for, for what you do for, for the society, what kind of citizen you are. And people are going to take it. They're going to say, hell yeah, what you mean? Like, I, I can just get, I just got to do you know, do what I'm told? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some resistance, of course. I mean, you know, because you got people who are freedom fighters for real. And, and it's it's it's, it's going to get funky in these next couple of years, y'all. It's going to get real funky out here in these next couple of years. And they're trying to make sure they can do that by getting Trump out the way. Let's just call it what it is. You got to make sure that he does not run. They can't have that. That shit was hard to pull off this last time, getting away with what they got away with. That was a hell of an operation. So they like, we got to make sure this motherfucker don't run. So we have to dirty up his name as much as we can. They've been they've been doing this since 2017. They were setting up impeachment as soon as the motherfucker took office. They were setting up impeachment. Some way to, to, you know what I'm saying, to jump that off. He got to go. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, right, Zena. She says Zena said that's why they're doing what they're doing. They don't want to shock the people system. No, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Because if you do it like that, if you just like flip the switch one day, you have too much rebellion. You have, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. people will it'll be too much resistance. People are only going to accept that that level of a, a structural societal change is when they're destitute and when they're in pain, mentally and physically, emotionally. That's how you do it because you can't do it in America like you can do it in other countries by force. That right. don't fly around here because you got over 400 million guns out here, so you can't do it by force. So you have to create the pain, squeeze the people. You know, you gotta, you gotta make them, you gotta make them want it, and that's what they're doing. That's what this bill is designed to do. It's not gonna take hold over one year. This shit is made to be to be yes. done over a five, six, and seven years. Coinciding with like, twenty thirty. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally coinciding with twenty. I mean that 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 number is in these bills. Twenty thirty. By matter of fact, here it is. 
See this right here? The Inflation Reduction Act enacts historic deficit reduction to fight inflation. How? They still they still ain't said how. Nobody's asking how. How is this how inflation? Right. How do you how do you have deficit reduction when you're spending? What now, what are you I putting mean, money into? What are you putting <laughs> money to on the investment side that's gonna get you so much return on your money that you can pay down the debt? Because that's what it would have to be, Mister Lowry, right? If I'm spending to bring down a debt, then that means I have to have a, a viable mechanism or something that is making and generating so much money that I can pay down the debt. That's basic economics. It's business one on one. When you borrow money or when you spend Thus, money. All those it's goddamn to get an ROI. You know what I'm saying? You have all those we're right back at square run. Now you see why they're ramping up the IRS. You know, um that that, that yeah. is the the money that they, they plan on. Um right. bouncing and stuff. And it's just enough gimmick. These people have been passing trillions around like, you know, it's five dollars or something. Um mm. Yeah, mm. but this here is wholly um a big huge step in the abolition of private property. That's what it Come on now. To. It is. And Here's one of the other points in the the control with lower state. energy costs. Here we go. Lower lower this states what they claim in this bill gonna do. Lowers energy costs, increases cleaner production and reduces carbon emissions by what? Forty percent. By what year? Twenty thirty. How you even how do you how you gonna even measure that? Hmm. They never told us how they was measuring this shit in the first place. That's my point. <laughs> right? <laughs> they never saying. told us none of this stuff. What are you basing mm-hmm. this on? The same science that Al Gore said that the polar bears and the, was going to disappear and the, the ice caps was going to melt is this the same calculation? So they never they're not giving us you know any calculations. But here's the thing: this is the crazy thing, right? The Republicans voted against it, all of them. It's the Democrats that passed this bill. Yes. And when you All come to the black community, we sit on an 85% Democrat affiliation. So it would, it, it, it's odd to me that really the blacks should be asking their black-ass representatives, how does this decrease inflation? Because if the argument is that the Republicans are a bunch of redneck white people, well, hell, arguing innuendo, their people questioned it because they voted against it. So even if you want to say the Republicans are rednecks and white supremacy and all of this stuff, they voted against it. It was those Democrats that went in there and forced this shit down our throat. So how does that jive with the black community? 
That's all I'm trying to say. They don't know shit. They don't care to know. <laughs> they don't know shit. Because so, this is going to hurt us more than anybody else. You right. know what I'm saying? Straight the up, Ethereum said niggas don't ask problems. questions. Exactly. <laughs> they don't. So this we is, super, we super so, niggas. <laughs> right. So that's the conundrum because, see, the question on the floor was why isn't nobody asking how does this reduce inflation? But part how? of it, that exactly. is a good question. But part of it is, is how. but you got to ask these black-ass leaders because they're the ones who ramming it down our throat because they're the only ones who voted for this shit. <laughs> the Republicans didn't vote. They didn't vote. They didn't vote. It was fifty. All fifty of them said no. I'm not going back to the great state of Kentucky. Saying I signed this shit right here. I signed over your private property rights to goddamn mm. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. They're not going back to that hellhole Mississippi down there. Right, even if it's beautiful as a hellhole, they not even going back to the blacks in the woods on the farm with no shit like this. So they voted no. It's these blue area elected representatives on behalf of black people because we 85% affiliated with these folks. That's a fact. So technically... Black people saying that they support 67,000 or however many thousand IRS agents, <laughs> right? We, we're we supporting, can't nobody grow nothing unless the FDA approves you growing tomatoes in your backyard. Oh, man. Because we 85% affiliated. And wait till this shit rolls down. Too, because, like you said, all this money comes with strings attached. So yes. when the Medicaid rolls down to the local level, when mm. these uh, climate things roll down to the local level, all they're going to do is pass these taxes off that they hide in this mm-hmm. bill down to the state, city, and county level. Absolutely. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And they're trying to they, – they, if you think that they're, they're trying to um, not only – Take over food production and nationalize that, but they're trying to not. They're trying to. I think I said this week before last. They're trying to do it with medi- with medicine too, with healthcare. They're starting with the yeah. Senior. They have it in here too. That's in. <laughs> I don't know how that reduces. Yeah. Yeah. But they got Medicaid, the money for Obamacare is in here. Uh, prescription drug is in here. Right. They are creating. Creating um, mandates that they know these facilities cannot live up to. So, what happens when you have a, a sector of an industry? Because to me, I see it as a domino effect. They're doing it one by one by one, like this. It starts with the seniors because they're the easiest marks, you know, the elderly, and 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 so and. And skilled nursing in these places like this has always kind of be kind of been vilified, you know, 
It's always been vilified, like, that's the place you don't want to send your parents. It's terrible. It's evil. It's this. They don't care, you know, because you got bad actors and everything. But it's always been seen as such. So if you place these laws and these mandates coming from the, you know, the human health department that they can't actually live up to, you do one of two things. Either you shut them down or it becomes so bad that in so many um so many facilities won't be able to live up to it, they'll say we gotta take it over. You know, it's like an insolvent kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? You follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we'll just take it. It has to be run by us. Because you have these people who don't do they're not doing what we're saying because they can't really do it unless they have a lot of private money. Now there are a whole bunch of private equity people that are buying that stuff up. But again, you got to remember, again, who is private? Who are these? Who would private equity in partnership with? They're in partnership with right. the government. Right. Ultimately, okay. ultimately, we funded all this shit. <laughs> We're funding right. our own demise, ultimately. Absolutely. Like, like I said, I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing um, doctors who have their own private practices who are like the stuff that the um, the government is doing and how much they reimburse it for shit is killing their practices. It's, it's just making it hard for them to to make money. Like you have a lot of specialists who out here, urology, oncology, cardiologists, and stuff who have their own private practice who don't want to be attached to a healthcare system. They want to be able to run their own practices. But the government is now making that difficult for them to do with these regulations. Healthcare is the most overregulated industry in this country. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I, I, just, I see it all. I see it on the food side. I see it on the medical side. It's, it's, it's just slowly but surely, that, you know what I'm saying, they're doing it in, in, in every sector. It's wild, y'all. We got to tap into, um, you got anything else, Mr. Live, before we tap into Behold the Pale Horse? Because we, we got to, we really do got to start um, reading it because it's just, it's right on time about what we're seeing in the world right now. <laughs> and, and I got, we, man, we the next book I got is. for is going to be. What's he to say? The next they on go. <laughs> they on go. Okay. They they on go. This is this is a go. You know, we moved to a pale horse, but we we're, we're not in beta mm. right now. This shit is right. all <laughs> it's active. <systems laughs> it's it's active. All this systems go, baby. All systems go. These people trying to kill our asses over here. We got to get rid of those. Oh man, uh, pesky Americans. They gotta go. They got and our own they, 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 fucking they, they, people sold us dominant. out. Yeah. That's the crazy part. Our own it is. people on the state, local, and county, and national level, our own people sold us out. Mm. Now, they goddamn black politicians saying shit. To nobody, 
to not nobody right now. They ain't like they they like hold they ain't like hold up. They don't ask no questions. Don't ask they no questions. They missing. I In guarantee action. you. Nobody on this line who's in a blue area has heard from their alderman, their councilman, their state legislator, their community nonprofit. All these mother efforts are working together, and they sold our asses down the river. Right. See. And Why we're we not raising hell in these churches? All these goddamn churches oh, in it, and and praying on by so women weak. and 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 why are we not running these people? These are Judases in our midst. They yep. sold us the fuck out. They sold us out. How could we even they listen did. to rap music anymore? How can we listen to Beyonce? Any of these people, I don't. when they was complicit in selling to our people something that's going to wipe us out the game for at least the next two hundred years, they good with at it because they, they yeah because they don't give a damn. They got that they hey they good to go. They good to go. They already done. They already raised themselves up into the top five percent. So they don't give a fuck, and they gonna push any agenda they tell them to push. Any this agenda they tell them to push, they with it. Is beyond these people being worthy of mm-hmm. burning. If it's a place. Of an ele- eternal lake of fire Like the old white man used to say Y'all gotta burn <laughs> All those motherfuckers Should be pushed Into eternal Lake of fire Cause they have sold me My children My children's mm. children And generations to come Down the river And now They missing in fucking action now, they wasn't missing that action when they was pushing these shots on people. They was all in our face then trying to get us to take this poison. Where they oh, at man. Now? The shots oh, don't man. work. Where is that black council member now? We're we bringing this home to where we at. Where Where is that Black Lives Matter nigga? Where is he? Mm-mm. Now you should have seen this video that I was playing the other day that the Don Hood um that we were playing in the um Discord and people just falling out. Look at this is one of my folks that I follow on Facebook. He live in New York. This motherfucker just literally wrote, he said, I literally just saw a man fall flat on his face and die. They're starting to get the repercut that's the jab is in full effect. That's what I typed in there. Didn't nobody say nothing. I said some jabs. Man, these people back. coming down with herpes and syphilis and shit. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Let's stop playing this monkeypox game. HIV. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. These people coming down with all... And our own people was, was, was selling this shit to us. 
and we ain't saying shit. Okay, we can't do nothing about what the fuck they doing at the White House because they always been wrong since I can remember. Well, how about these motherfuckers in our communities that has sold us down the river? Because if this shit is going to have an impact on the middle class, where does that leave Uh us? That's quadruple impacted. I mean, it's going to get to the point now we're not going to be able to come together because we're going to have to get the fuck away from these hungry-ass Negroes. Because when people get Mm. hungry, they start knocking other people upside the head and shit. And our people sold us out. Where is the nation of Islam? Where? Where where is his man, Father Flager? Wasn't that his main man, the white guy? Well, Father Flager? Yeah. He always sitting on the back on the podium and shit. Where the fuck is Father Flager? Why he ain't, you know, saying anything? Goddamn. Al, he always got something to say. He ain't even chasing it. He's just missing it. Period. Well, where that ambulance chasing ass nigga at? Just quiet. Yeah. People falling all out all over the place. They coming up with all this weird shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> they making up diseases now. Talk about that shit. I was oh. reading one book. What was that the uh the, the, the whatever that thing that Justin Bieber got, whatever that, that syndrome is and they tell us Barry, yeah, whatever that shit, shit, that shit come from that shit they put in the vaccine. It ain't no other way around it. But that's Justin Bieber. What I'm saying is, it is mind blowing to the degree that our own people has really, really screwed us in a big way. I don't think we should be voting for any more black people right now. (laughs) <laughs> for real For real, for real, for real What they say, riding With Biden mm. Riding with If Biden. you ain't got no business Vote, vote blue, no matter who They closing it <laughs> right. right, vote blue, no matter who I'm riding with Biden And I'm with Kamala because she wear Chuck Taylors. When we should have been the main ones raising hell. I've been saying that. I said that shit that Trump was going to, how come we not attaching our issues to him because what they was taking him through has been what we've been complaining about for years. That was our opportunity to check all this Mm -hmm. shit at the break. All right, let's 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 go to. <laughs> let, what up, Susan? Over there, you sent your exes in the building. <laughs> yeah, you know what oh, I'm saying. Mama get real said. Oh, the mama get real said. The biggest problem is we are not interesting. We're not interested. Interesting politics. We don't like to read. 
don't like to pick up the pen to write your politicians, then go complain and vote these politicians out. All right, Mama, get real. That's right. Well, Ethereum saying them niggas ain't even true. jumping on your post no more, right? Right? All them people that was <laughs> man, that's, they, they all hella quiet, Ethereum. All of them. Right. All I haven't been called a coon in a long time. You know what <laughs> They haven't called me right. a coon in a long time, man. I was going around a whole lot there uh, for a minute, you know. And um, I, I, I appreciate the comment, but in addition to that. It's too late because our election system is thoroughly corrupted, thoroughly corrupt. So if it's corrupt in these crackers' neighborhoods, you know (laughs) in our neighborhood, that's a wrap at this point. We missed it. We missed it. We missed that open gate. We had a four-year opportunity to get off of the plantation. So that's they didn't want to. They like the niggas in the Django who just sat in the cage when when he when he opened it, and they just sat there. Man, anytime they send eighty goddamn FBI agents to raid uh, ex the your immediate ex president, it ain't like he was the president twenty years ago and they found some shit. Mm-hmm. The man just got out of office two and a half years ago. Right. On some documents that he was already been given them. That they said that. If the, just, at that mm, point now, mm, it's too far mm, gone. That's that shit they was doing in Germany. If they can do that to Trump, it's just too far gone. They just kangarooing shit right now. No telling what they done planted on the man. And the people are going to go for it, of course. They're going to eat it up. For sure. You know, because they need justification for uh, watching this this setup go down, you know, like it is. But right now, you know, we got to wait. I got to wait for some type of goddamn inspiration. Because they done cut off all the normal avenues that one would take in order to at least get their grievances on the table. They've taken away those avenues. Now, with this bill, now they're taking away the economic avenues. Make no mistake about it. You know, so if you take away your political, then you take away your economic then you're pretty much, as far as uh, civics is concerned, in a goddamn stuck mm-hmm. situation. And and that's where we are. And our own people, you know, um, they they danced us right down, right down this boulevard right here. <laughs> you know, and it's sad. This is some, this is some sad shit. Uh, that it is. It is wild. It's wild as fuck. Now you know, so like um, I like I was looking back up what Zena said. Um, Monkeypox equals vaccine induced shingles. Well, they got that same old playbook coming out again, just like we saw with AIDS, just like we saw with this COVID. 
Here it is, CNN, y'all. CNN right here. Monkeypox is disproportionately affecting black and Hispanic people. <laughs> they don't waste no time. They don't waste no fucking time. Mm. Monkeypox is disproportionately affecting black and Hispanic people. They do that shit every single time. It don't matter what it is, y'all. Right. It right. don't matter it what it is. No bullshit. That's that is a there. go-to line. <laughs> that is a go-to. You know how a pitcher, they say got a go-to pitch? That's their go-to pitch. It's disproportionately affecting uh, niggas in Mexico. Every single time. Uh, this is a, how this uh, is how they get away with doing what they do. This yeah, is how man. they're able to inject that shit. Like I told you, I came up with my own acronym for um the D uh DEI Mr. Larry. I call it the D I E. I just put it is is they they switched it up. It's not diversity, equity and inclusion. It's diversity, inclusion and equity spelled die. They want to kill this shit. Mm. They want to kill the structure mm-hmm. of, of a country that has that has allowed niggas to flourish. For the most part, mm-hmm. I mean, we them niggas who got it pretty good in the mm-hmm. world. For the most part, we we kind of some of the freest wielded niggas. I you know I. I've been to, I've been places I've I've had my opportunity to be out of the country and, and stuff like that. I've not been to Africa, so I can't speak to the nation of Africa. Um, I have not been to the islands, so I can't speak for what it's like as a newbie to live on the island. Okay, so I can't speak for those two places. I can speak for what niggas was like, what it's like being a nigga in Europe. Because I've been to Europe, and I can speak for, you know, and I've been pretty much all over America. It, it's not too many. I think I, I, think I might have seen all 50, 50 states. I think maybe I've been to 46 at least throughout my lifetime. But we got it pretty good in this bad boy. Over the years of the, the progress that we've made as Nubian folks. But that is always their go-to line. It's disproportionately affecting niggas and Hispanics with everything. <laughs> and they're using that, you know, those historical injustices, so to speak, to destroy this country. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I always, always sometimes it makes me feel like sometimes, um, Mr. Larry, this is how niggas... Niggas, more importantly, more so the Mexicans. No disrespect to my Latino folk. More so, niggas that we that they will America will make us the scapegoat, and this is That's how they keep the, the the racial divide. Because they'll say, "See, they're doing all these things to accommodate niggas," right? And they've changed it and broken the structure of society of a functioning mm-hmm. society highly functional, a highly, really well progressive society. But they'll, but they put it all in the name of, because it's disproportionately affecting black and Hispanic people. They do that with money. They do that with diseases. They do, they do it with everything. 
Everything. Monkeypox is disproportionately affecting black and how? Are they more gayer? How? 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 Just how? Mm. <laughs> like, uh, I, 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 if anything, I, if, if it's disproportionately affecting it, that means that it has a genetic code on it. How about that? If it's disproportionately affecting niggas in Mexico, does that mean that you got a gene sequence in there that attacks niggas in, in, in Mexico? I, I, I believe that. I'll take that, but they'll never admit that. Because we know viruses and, and should have intelligence. Right. They could be programmed to do such things. They could be targeted. You see what I'm saying? Well, we, well, we kept telling black folks, all this, the black folks thought they were special, right? I'm going to go get my mask, and I'm going to go get my shot, and the white man likes me. <laughs> I can go into a restaurant because I'm vaxxed. I mean, niggas was proud of that mm. shit. I'm vaxxed. And now they coming down with monkeypox, which is mm-hmm. not really monkeypox. They shingles. They right. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an adverse, <laughs> it's an adverse event. What the fuck it is. You know what I mean? That's their immune system fucked up, right? You get pus mumps all right. like that and shit. Something's hyperactive in your ass. That's that's what it is. I don't know how they came up with the conclusion that is disproportionately affecting us. But listen to all this shit, monkeypox, right? Remember the green monkey with AIDS? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> the West Nile virus. Ebola. Mm-hmm. Every time they come up with some shit that they done cause people to have through all this fucked up medicine they giving people, they blame it on Africa and black people. Yeah. So over time, yeah, that 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 will cause <clears throat> that will cause a backlash against. That's where all of this is headed. They're gonna turn around and point the finger right. at us, really. I, I, every time, that's all I'm saying. All right, I'm, we got thirty, like twenty okay. minutes. So I'm gonna read a little bit of this. Um, I tell you the, the what the book though that I'm really looking forward to, because Don brought it to jog my memory with it. Um, from the Phoenix, from, from what she's reading, the Phoenix, um, I think it's called the Phoenix Project or something like that that she's reading, and it reminded me of a book that I had uh, many moons ago called. Blowback, the consequences of an American empire, and that's what I, I definitely want us to read afterwards because the the author basically saying this is the recipe for every great empire that ever lived. They do the same shit, and this is how they all fall. It's mm-hmm. called you know blowback. It's the blowback of all that dirt you dropping all around the world, and the dirt that you dropping in your own country. It is truly the case of the chickens coming home to roost. So, and I want to, I will, I want to read it now because that shit was written damn near twenty years ago. So you know, so now you get to see the after the, we get to, we get to see if the author really knew what the fuck they were talking about. So why? Because we're now we're at a point to see 
the concert, you know, the the react or the you know the events afterwards. So, all right, so here we go. We on page one um one thirteen of the PDF for Behold the Pale Horse. All right, I'm gonna start where um it says Congress. Congress has tremendous powers, but fails in most cases to exercise even a token amount. How is it that our legislature allows and at times encourages the executive branch to write law? I guess he talked about executive orders and shit. You probably did not know that the president and others in the executive branch of government can, can and do write law. This is done in the form of a, a, a presidential executive orders, national security council memos, and national security decision directives, and national security directives. NSC memos were broad policy papers in the days after passage of the National Security Act. NSC memos became narrower and more specific over the years, and, and the names have varied. Under Kennedy... They were called the National Security Action Memorandum. President Bush had changed it to the National Security Directives. There's a tremendous difference between a presidential executive order, an NSC, an NSC memo, and a National Security Decision Directives. Presidential executive orders are listed in the Federal Register or Presidential Findings which are made known to the House and Senate Intelligence Committee. The most important difference between the presidential executive orders and all of the others, no matter what they are called, is that the others do not have to be reported, reviewed, made available to anyone, or even acknowledged that they exist. There is no oversight whatsoever that could maintain and check on the legality of a national security directive. The president and others within the executive branch have used these super secret directives to skirt the balance of power and write law without anyone's knowledge. Justification of the president's power to write law through executive orders stems from the failure of the government to to rescind the declaration of martial law during the Civil War. Go, go ahead, Ms. Larry, for me real quick. Um, what page are we on? I don't know what page we're on. What page are we on? Oh, it's, um, hold on one second. It's page 114 in the PDF. Page 114. Not not in the document, but in the actual PDF. Okay. Um, yeah, how about we just, you do what you got to do, and, and, and okay. we, we'll just hold it right there until you get back, because I don't know where this okay, is. Okay, I'm but, for Okay, I'm for it. She, she, it was real quick. Okay. Um, it says, in effect, the United States has been under martial law ever since the Lincoln administration. Wait a minute. Yes. Show. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. He said justification... Yes. Of the president's power to write law through executive order stems, all right, this is the root, from the failure of the government to rescind the declaration of martial law during the Civil War. Okay, I'm with you. Yes. They saying we never so, took that shit off. We never rescinded. You know, 
I had posted a comment to Alex Jones's line the other day bringing up this very point. Uh-huh. Because he's over there selling people on the new world orders to come. They're going to put us under martial law and that whole fear point thing. Uh-huh. That's his whole model. What I'm saying yeah. is we're already under national, we're already under martial law. Not only is going back forever than I thought, but we're mm. under a national emergency for coronavirus that he keep ex- uh, extending. That he kept extending. They put us under yeah. uh, uh, another national emergency for this herpes. I meant um, the monkeypox. The smallpox. Small yeah, yeah. Which is small HIV mon- yeah. herpes, because that's what they did. They sliced HIV, AIDS, and herpes and put that shit in the vaccine. That's how I was right. able to attack yourself. That's that's the vehicle they're using. So we know what it is, right? Then they're right. ready to do a climate change emergency. Climate change. So yep. which each that, executive are. emergency, the power, the constitution is suspended. If we go up under technically the order of FEMA. So a lot of these things we think is this coming from Joe Biden. He's not it making ain't. that call. Right. Because we're under national emergencies. You know, not, not sure. yeah, national emergency. That is a fact. That is a fact, y'all. It has not been taken off. They know Correct. people are going to go back to sleep. They know people are going to go to sleep on it, you know. But they said, they, look, they never took it off martial law during the Civil War. In effect, the United right. States has been under martial law ever since Lincoln, Lincoln's administration. These national security directors are powerful, hidden, and dangerous tools. They were prolific during the, May, the Reagan administration. Over 300 were written, with, with no more than 50 ever leaking out to undergo public scrutiny. Yet most Americans have never heard of these subversive weapons. They are being used to destroy our Constitution. I believe that everyone should know about this corruption of government. Congress has turned a blind eye to these abuses of executive power. At 3.30 a.m. Saturday, August 4, 1990, the Senate made it even easier for the executive branch to subvert the Constitution, and they have made George Bush the first king of America. Hold on one second. Can you um, expound off of that? I, I got to go on hold for a sec. This stuff is very key because, see, where we're at now today, a lot of things are being uh, apparently forced down our throats. But what is actually happening is you have these executive orders, you have these national security directives and all this stuff floating around, which is putting the power basically in a group of people who are not accountable uh, to your legislature or to the American people. The, uh, the the biggest example of this will be these these executive orders we we're under now. We're we're still under coronavirus 
national emergency. Make no mistake about it. Going into, particularly when the kids get back in, in, in school, I'm suspecting they're going to uh, ramp up the hype. Even Omicron BA5 will there make up some other name. Um, now you got the herpes slash uh, monkeypox out there. Uh, they're going to hype it up again, and then we're going to get another round of vaccines that they're going to try to force on people. Uh, and they're able to do this because of that national emergency that keep rolling over. This is one of the the beefs that people got Mm -hmm. with Trump. His biggest beef that he has to explain is why didn't you rescind that national emergency before you left out of office? Mm -hmm. Because the emergency and the lockdown was under Trump. Right. And Biden just continued. Now we have the monkeypox. There's another one out there that effectively nationalized your major industries, and that was the the National Defense Production Act. That has right. been renewed. So that gives the president the power to order your manufacturers. That's how they got those uh, the ventilators. Remember those yes. ventilators? They that. was making GM and the car dealership G- make yeah. ventilators. That was under uh, 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 NSD directive that they made them make ventilators. And they make cars and shit. True. They come to find out the fucking ventilators was killing people. Isn't that something? But that's another story. <laughs> right. But right. that's an example of these NSDs and these executive orders. So when you see Biden up there, he's having a merry time with these executive orders. We've all heard it every week. Biden signed another executive order. Biden signed another executive Our Congress haven't passed anything. The only thing they passed was these two thieving-ass goddamn bills and taking people's right. property. That's all they passed. Right. They haven't passed <laughs> right. anything else. Nothing on immigration. Nothing on education or whatever it is that usually you do in the legislature and society, they haven't passed any of that stuff. All this mm-hmm. has been and, done And by you know that infrastructure order. bill was trash in, in, in a misdirection because they don't even talk about that shit. If you, if you, right. if you spent all this money on the infrastructure bill, you think you'd be touting that shit everywhere you go. Look what we built here. Look at this project we got going on. Nothing. I'll let you know it. But that was bullshit, but, you know, but hey. Let me finish, let me finish reading this. He's, they said, let me read this. They said, Congress has turned a blind eye to these abuses, these abuses of executive power. At 3.30 a.m. Saturday, August 4th, 1990, the Senate made it even easier for the executive branch to subvert the Constitution, and they have made George Bush the first American king. At that time, on that day, a minority of the United States senators, maybe 10 at the most, passed a Senate Intelligence Authorization Act for the fiscal year of 1991, SB 2834. This bill would fundamentally change our constitutional system 
that threatens to destroy a very found, the, the very foundations of the nation. Since attention has been focused upon the Middle East crisis, the public and most congressmen know absolutely nothing about this bill. This bill was fraudulently introduced as a, as a reform to prevent future incidents and abuses brought in light by the Iran-Contra scandal. You see how they use events? Now, what are they just saying? They fraudulently, they, they created a bill as reform to sneak in other shit. This is why us here at WJAG Radio, this is why we read bills. That's why yeah. they can slap some shit on it and call it an Inflation Reduction Act. Okay. But once you start reading this shit, you're like, this ain't got nothing to do with that. This is just like when we read the bill, the uh, Green New Deal the first time. And we start reading <laughs> yeah. all this shit. We're reading all this shit in there when they were talking. Yeah. Yo, once we start reading that shit and we start finding out they got little shit like saying uh, if, if somebody is spreading misinformation, they got to be reported on and um, these people can get these kind of fines and shit. Like it was just all kind of wild shit in it. This is how they do. Instead of preventing future abuses, however, it virtually authorizes essentially every abuse. The bill was carefully brought to vote by Senator Sam Nunn in the dead of the night when the opposition was gone. It effectively transfers most authority over to the United States government directly into the hands of George Bush and thus directly into the hands of the secret government. The president, speaking about Bush, because George Bush is in at this time when his book was written, George Bush won. Yes, the first one. All right, was given the power to initiate war, appropriate public funds, define foreign policy goals, and decide what is important to our national security. In oversight of intelligence activities tied, um, what is that, 7, SB 2834 authorizes the following, and it states, gives the president power to initiate covert actions. He, He put in parentheses, this has never been done before by a president. Prevents Congress from stopping the president's initiation of covert actions, allows the president to use any federal departments, agencies, or entities to operate or finance a covert operation, empowers the president to use any other um, nation or private contractor, a.k.a. businesses, (laughs) or persons to fund or operate covert actions. Redefines covert actions as operations necessary to support foreign policy objectives of the United States. So they can go ahead and overthrow co- countries and, and and put they in, and do coup d'etats and and it's nothing. It's it's all done in the name of, of uh, national security. So they can go kill Gaddafi, and it's not a problem. They can go ahead and remove your boy from um, from Venezuela or any of these other places, and it's not a problem. 
a definition that is so vague and broad as it is to um, to be essentially unlimited. For the first time, officially, official, uh, for the first time, officially claims the right of the United States to secretly interfere in the internal, political, economic, or military affairs of other countries in direct and flagrant violation of international law. Requires that the president prepare and deliver a written finding to the Intelligence Committee of, of the Congress, but allows the president to omit extremely sensitive matters and authorizes the president to claim executive privilege if Congress asks too many questions, unless your name is Donald Trump. None now, of him, him nor happens, his people can claim executive privilege. Um, under Obama, mm-hmm. to bring to your attention Fast and Furious, Yes. when they were selling military-grade weapons to the center law cartel, Yes. And the weapons start finding their way in Chicago and all this other stuff. And it was traced back to a covert operation of the of the government. The yep. government under Obama ran a covert operation in partnership with contractors or private business to arm the Center Law Cartel, right? We all looked at the right. damn Sinaloa movies, so everybody knows what the Sinaloa yeah, that's your, that's what your, they do. That's your show Narco and, and your movie yeah. Traffic. So that, that's that gang. <laughs> that's that gang. So we was arming him. Right. We were selling and he got busted. And when, he, and, mm-hmm. and when they came up into one of these show hearings in Congress, because all that shit is show, Eric mm-hmm. Holder, the, the attorney general, claimed, Executive privilege. Executive privilege. And they got away with it. Yep. Yep. No big fuss about it. Nothing major. Just, yeah. Executive privilege. Executive privilege. I don't have to tell you nothing. Except if you're Mm -hmm. uh, Donald J. Trump. Trump and and any of his people. Mm-hmm. Roger Stone couldn't use executive privilege. O'Bannon couldn't use right. executive privilege. None of them. But hey, there are no penalties in the bill for violating any of these provisions, including the provision requiring requiring a finding. Why should um Why should there be? This bill was literally handed the power of all the branches of government to the president on a silver platter. President Bush is now truly a, tru- is, is now truly American King George the First. SB twenty eight thirty four gives Bush the power to use any agency or branch of government and any appropriated funds from any agency or branch of government for covert action, even if they were never appropriated for that purpose. The bill effectively prevents any oversight by anyone and allows the executive branch to skirt the law and to escape accountability. This will be done using national security directives. A few examples of past NSD directives that have come to light will help you understand the seriousness of this matter. They will be listed in the following paragraphs under the headings 
of the subject matter, NSDD. Here we go. NSDD 84, Safeguarding National Security Information or Secrecy. It was declassified in full on 3-11-1983. Subject, this directive drastically expands restrictions on government employees' freedom of speech. Those with access to classified information were required to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Those with access to a special category of classified information were made to agree to republication, review of any um, future writings. So that's anybody who works in the State Department and all that, and if they want to write a book, it has to get looked over first, right? So that can always be, you know, subjective, so to speak. Case in point, John Bolton's book. Did, did they let him write that book? I think they did because it was it was heavily bashing Trump, so they might have let him read it. Look how many of these generals are writing books. General Milley and yeah, all these so things. All books. of that had to be pre approved. Right. It had to be pre approved. All right. Correct. It says the polygraph requirement was rescinded due to congressional opposition. Secrecy restrictions were imposed on more than four million government employees and contractors for more than um fifty executive agencies. Many reporters' contacts were shut down. Government employees, unions, and members of Congress sued to protect the rights of whistleblowers. And the Supreme Court recently sent the case back to the district level for review. Um, Arthur's notes in SDD 84 indicates that John Lear, Robert Lazar, Bruce Maccabee, uh, Stanton Friedman, Clifton Stone, and many others may be um, active government agents. Bob Lazar is the fucking UFO guy. You know that? Mm-hmm. Bob Lazar mm-hmm. worked at Area 51. Mm-hmm. He, he, um, right. he goes on a, a lot of shows throughout his time. Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar um, fucking stole some of that technology up out of there. He had a fucking car that ran off of some shit he turned like a, 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 a some car he converted into some shit that was that went so fucking fast. Like he turned that shit into a rocket. I forget it, but anyway. But here's the key. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Get finished reading. Here's the key right here. Oh, oh, oh! They were all working in government jobs or for government contractors, and all of them were subject to this executive order, NSDD-84, was not used to silence them, which seems to indicate that they had executive approval in each and every instance. So, so anytime, go ahead, what you got? Yes, you about to say it. So, I was about to say, so anytime I, you hear these fools open their mouth, it's yeah. all... Government propaganda. It's all government. So when you hear, you go to YouTube and you might hear John Doe, ex-CIA, or mm-hmm. ex-FBI agent giving up the goods. And you hear all this stuff on BitChute and on whatever. All of them are propagandists because if they were really rogue, they can go mm-hmm. to jail. 
based on this law that's in the book. They'll disappear. They they would disappear. They could be locked up. They violated. Right. Absolutely. That's what was the issue. That's what they was trying to get Snowden on. He was an NSA employee. Right. He falls up under this shit. So he falls himself along the whistle. He had to leave the country because if he come back, they can prosecute him under this. Right. And you said something earlier in the show. You was like, you know, that JFK movie. Yeah. You know, it it, it paints the picture of how deep Mm -hmm. the web goes. (laughs) Right? Yep. So all these people. I'm about to make a reference to JFK again. Yeah. Who are supposed to be giving us this clandestine-ass information. Mm -hmm. It's all government propaganda. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the moment they give up clandestine information, the government mm-hmm. has the right to lock them up legally. Right. Absolutely. Now, JFK wasn't written by any of these government people. It was written by Oliver Stone. You know, he's you know he's a he's a movie producer. Yeah. But um yes, for sure. Um, got a lot of death threats for that movie too. Um, they didn't like that. They didn't like people being betrayed. Because they, you know, he using real names and shit. He's really incriminating people, but of course they're not going to touch. I will venture to say, mm-hmm. even in that, mm-hmm. there had to be government approval to let that movie out, because government. And is all mixed up in the Hollywood to a degree that will blow. Oh, for sure. Oh, th- th- this is true. I mean, this movie almost didn't get made. I, I-, I mean, I don't know. I mean, mm. they didn't want it to come out. I know that. I remember when it came out, it was a lot of they were they didn't want it to be public. You know, they didn't want it produced. He had to produce it with his own money because no mm. studio mm. was sanctioned. Mm. When I they wouldn't wow. greenlight it, so. He, so he made that movie with his own money. Him and Kevin Costner, matter of fact, put up the money to make that movie. Mm. So, yeah, Hollywood wouldn't touch it. When no studio uh, greenlight the project. Um, but here we go. Let me let me get this last section. We'll do this last section before we, we end the show tonight. NSDD seventeen deterring. Cuban models covert actions in Nicaragua. It was classified in uh, November 23rd, 1981. Subject, the Central Intelligence Agency was given authority to create the Contras and work with foreign governments as appropriate to undermine the Sandinista government of Nicaragua. This is, so you already know what, what conflict this is. This is the Iran, uh, Iran-Contra situation where Oliver North and all them, like I said, smuggling guns to bring dope into the country. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, um, purpose, to stop the flow of arms from Cuba and, and Nicaraguan sources to the Salvadorian rebels. 
consequences. The CIA was given $19 million to assemble and arm a force of 500 Contras to join with 1,000 exiles already being trained in Argentina. Scores of operatives were, uh, arrived in Honduras, arms shipped from, my, and, and shipped from Miami, wait, and arms shipments from Miami began. The, the Contra war was set in motion. And then you wonder why all them countries fucked up to this day, y'all. El Salvador, <clears throat> Nicaragua, Honduras. Because you understand, those are where your uh, people who flood the border, that's where they come from. They don't come from Mexico, y'all. They, they, they're not Mexicans, so, you know what I'm saying? Them, them is Nicaraguans. I had a boyfriend from El Salvador, El Salvadorian boyfriend when I was uh, about 15 years old, named Alex. <laughs> it was a lot of them over here, um, the El Salvador. It was a lot, it was of, a lot them. of them. Over here. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, um, so that's why they that's why they have a agreement with America. You understand? They have a, they have a, a secret agreement. That from time to time they'll just let these people just flood on in, bring your kit, come on down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They come on down. This is why they don't they don't oppose them coming because you know that's a part of the trade off. A part of the deal. To control those. Co- yeah, that's part of the deal. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they Nicaraguans, they're Hondurians, El Salvadorians. Absolutely. A lot of them come from Central, it's from um, Central America. But they're not, they don't come, they're not coming from Mexico. Right. Yeah. They come from Guatemala. Mm-hmm. They come from all the way down there. Guatemala. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Honduras. Because mm-hmm. uh, those countries are broke. They, they they went under yep. these same policies. <laughs> the policies we reading, absolutely. This is the reasoning. Come on, this is the operative. This is the, the secret government, oper- you know, the operations that go on. And, and it completely destroyed these com- uh, these countries because America was able to put puppets that they control mm-hmm. in, those, in those seats of power. Come on now. I mean, this is how, you know... Yeah, this is how America gets its chops. We just call it what it is, you know. This is, you know. And they go put their American companies in there. That's how they do. That's why they hated Castro. Castro kicked out the mob, and he kicked out America, up out of Cuba. He told the mob, take your gambling, all that shit, get up out of here. He told uh, the Chiquita Bananas, all them, they, they all throughout South America, they wanted to be in Cuba too. He kicked all them out. And Cuba ain't never recovered since. The nigga's still driving cars from 1954. (laughs) It's above above America head. We're dealing with wrong. You know, we're we're dealing with with wrong. You know what I'm saying? The 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 great mm-hmm. 
Roman Empire. They used to be known, you know, they like to change their fucking name every so much years to try to hit yeah, people yeah. with the okie doke. You know, they go from Greeks to Byzantines mm-hmm. to Nazis to, well, they was Romans, you know. Uh, that That's what we're dealing with. America is taking mm-hmm. orders from somebody else. America ain't running mm-hmm. jack shit. That's why I, that's why I can't wait read wait to read the other one. That's why it's called Blowback: The Fall of an American Empire. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. like them Greek empires. Let's read this one too. I want to read this one too. Um, NS, um, NS. Just to say, I damn summertime fucking bugs. Um, NS DD seventy seven Management of Public Diplomacy Relative to National Security. January 14, 1983, declassified in full. Subject, this directive set up several planning groups to conduct public diplomacy activities. It ordered organizational support for foreign governments. Check it out, y'all. Listen. It ordered organizational support for foreign governments and private groups to encourage the growth of democratic political institutions and practices, right? That means control of their government. Purpose mm-hmm. to mobilize international domestic support for our national security objectives. <laughs> the consequences, it created propaganda ministries in the National Security Council, the State Department, and the White House that concentrated on, in the words of NSC, NSC staff members in charge of the program, gluing black hats on the Sandinistas and white hats on the UNOs. The UNOs were the Contras, y'all, the United Nicaraguan Opposition. Stories were planted in the press. Journalists were pressured. The General Accounting Office later found that these activities violated the law banning covert propaganda inside of the United States. How many other covert propaganda programs do you think are operated against the American citizens? He said, I can assure you that there are many more than you could ever believe. Uh, we we watching it in play every single every day. day. Every single day. And with that... We gonna to conclude tonight's show on that on that part. Ended on that one. Let me read that last sentence again. That I was so fine. How many other covert propaganda programs do you think are operating against the American citizens? I can assure you, there are many more than you can ever believe. Yes, yes, and yes. That is and that it. is that's where we are. <laughs> that, that, that's where we are right now. We're watching like it play out before our eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, that's how damn politics for tonight, man. I, All right. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Thank you, Mr. I'm, 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 I'm quite sure there will be another bottom that we will reach by next week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll keep our eye on this Trump thing. That's a that's a, that's a moving yeah. target. A lot of speculation, you know, that's out there. We do know that that's, you know, politically, you know, motivated. Uh, All right. 
because, you know, before we go, the danger with Trump is I lived it on a smaller level, as above, so below. So uh-huh. you've been in that office as the point. Then you come out of that office for four years. So you had four years for people to show their true colors, uh, for people to reveal themselves, even to look at some of your own mistakes. Uh-huh. Then you go back into office after that four years, you become a very dangerous person uh-huh. because you can't, right. you'll fool me once, but it's going to be hard to run the same old cons that they was running on them the first time. That's what makes him a very dangerous person. I suspect that the the real movers of this, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.